Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in league, inspired by the NRL's Pacific development strategy, Glenn unveils his Polynesian rope and honey strategy. In unrelated news, I have cancelled my eBay auction of my rope and honey collection. Will Monday Night Football go the way of the North Sydney Bears and West Tigers? And we preview all of the action for round 23 of the 2014 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 167 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Feedback this week. Well, firstly, I should, we, should, we should address the fact that the show is going to be like a day late this week. Which or is, two. You know, well, it's... Uh, oh, no. no Today's today. Wednesday. Just yeah. today. I mean, it was... It was going to be two. People don't, people don't realise that uh, back in the day, it used to always be the Thursday. Yeah. For the release. For a so, long time, it was Thursday. Yeah. And then, and then uh, we like really started getting shit together. And we just basically just nailed nailed the whole pro- nailed the process really, so it became a very simple thing. And also, you know, stopped editing out cunts and yeah, stuff it's, like that. It's a and lot it, less editing these days. I mean, it went th- it went through the stage where I I would have to listen to the whole episode and time, I'd be stopping and stopping and stopping. One time in it, at least the last two two years, yeah, have I said eh, I think we I think you, I need you to edit that out. Something I've said out. Yeah, but even even sometimes you say. I mean, there's there's times when you say that, but then there's the times that you mean it as well. But yeah, one yeah, time, like when, yeah, one time you've actually had to do it. I can't remember what it was, but I mean, I'm sure you said worse since. Maybe <laughs> no, but it was it was someone whose opinion actually matters matters a little bit to me, and I, I probably did overstep the mark. So <laughs> yeah, so everyone who gets smashed by Glenn on the show and and <laughs> cries themselves to fucking sleep over it. <laughs> he does have a line. It's just that it doesn't count with you guys. <laughs> That sounds fairly brutal, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, but it's a little, true. A little bit late because Glenn, Glenn is uh, is sick as a dog. I mean, if he was a dog, you would fuck it. You'd dead set shoot him. Yeah, execution and, style, put yeah. on the head. And 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 his wife. I mean, well, even more so because she's got go, rocking the Joey Johns. You know, she's Fucking doing a bit of collapse. I tell you, this lung collapse lung. Is another she? collapse lung. This is the, uh, it's the same lung every time, right? It is the same lung every time. She does require surgery. Um, it started obviously happening back when we lost the baby. Um, couple of years ago now and or almost two years ago to the day and uh she ended up with a collapsed lung and 11 blood clots on her lungs which is awesome and i felt very sympathetic but this whole fucking collapsed lung thing's just becoming a real crutch for her now well because now, now it's not life-threatening it just become a fucking chore yeah <laughs> it's just hassle <laughs> well it's it's just yeah and then not long after she's had leo bang happens again so We've got a newborn yeah. being like breastfed, completely breastfed, yeah. and she's in hospital trying to get her lung inflated. Yeah. Then Sunday, can you just take him from suck to blow and just pump yeah, it back up? Pump it back up, exactly. It's just like a little vacuum. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I'm pretty sure. Look, I don't know much about babies because <laughs> um, you know 
I'm just not that good a parent, but surely there's a switch on them somewhere, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, then Sunday, she's like, oh, I think I've done my lung again. Just walking around. I've done, I've done a lung. I've done a lung. So what'd you do? Oh, I took a breath. <laughs> really? Like, what are you, got fucking rice paper lungs in there or I something? I guess you'd have to know, know, you'd have to go through it to know what the She what understands like. the feeling of it. It's not immense pain while she's walking around. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's very uncomfortable. When she's trying to hold Leo on that side, yeah. it's, like, quite painful. Yeah. When she lays down, holy fuck, it hurts. Yeah. Like, on, on that side. So, um, and she does have, a, like, a world-renowned respiratory specialist on call now <laughs> completely since the first one where yeah. he said this is possibly one of the worst cases of pulmonary pulmonary embolism other words uh, blood clots on the lungs that I've ever seen where someone hasn't died Jesus <laughs> he has uh, one of those things can kill you you've got 11 and uh, here you are talking to me fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell so and this is a guy that charges his time in 15 minute increments yeah. so he says to you you got to ring me at 7.15 you've got 15 minutes to talk to me and then I'm moving on to the next call so if you ring me at fucking 7.20 you pay you got, 15 you got you 10 got, yeah, that's right yeah. exactly yeah. I mean who the fuck is that busy I like to think I'm a busy person but I've got nothing on that guy so uh, and then obviously Jackson's also been sick so I, I'd just like to have one fucking problem at a time Yep. That would be good. Yep. We always seem to get fucking three or four at once. Yep. And it drives me to the point of fucking... Well, I guess you have four when your fucking team quits on your fucking fan base and... What happens with the tires? There's one thing I, I forgot to ask you. What's the, what's the deal with the tires? Oh, paid uh, 1500 bucks or whatever it fucking was. Um, yeah, just over 1500 bucks to put... New tyres on the uh, on the Commodore, nineteen yeah. inch low profile babies, high quality rubber. Yeah. Less than five thousand Ks ago. Yeah. On the way home from Jackson's footy on Saturday, hear this noise. I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And obviously I'm in the driver's seat, wound the window down, couldn't really tell. Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought I thought it was the engine. I thought that's a bit odd. Anyway, got home, had to get changed, catch up with a mate who's, um, whose wife just had a baby. Shout out to Josh. And um, as we're heading to the servo, Nicklin's driving this time, we're heading to the servo to put fuel in. I was like, there's that noise again. I wound the window down. I was on the passenger side this, this time. time. And the passenger side rear tyre is flat. And it's it's hard to tell if those low-profile tyres when they're flat. But so there's not much in them to start with. You can fucking hear yeah. it. So we pull into the servo. We've got a roofing screw through it, which is terrible luck, but... You can get past it. The bigger issue was that less than 5,000 Ks, both rear tyres are down to the wear indicators. And we've got 60,000 Ks out of both sets of those same tyres since yeah. we've had the car. <laughs> There's nothing to do with the doughies that you were doing. No. Nicklin drives that car. She drives it around and she's fucking Mrs. Daisy's fucking retarded cousin. Punctured so, the lung. Punctured, punctured lung. Punctured. She, she, she drives like she breathes. Collapsed it. <laughs> Slowly. Collapsed, collapsed the lung from all the excitement of doing the mm. doughies out the back of... That's exactly <laughs> it. It all makes so much sense. So anyway, it turns out they fucked up the wheel alignment and I got two free tyres. So. Oh, that's right. So that one, that one fixed itself then. Yeah, that was, you know... Yeah, okay. At least to my worries. 
So it's a catch up. That's yeah, why it's my week in Glenn's life. Yeah, so that's why it's late. Uh, we, oh, it was close to pulling the pin this week. Just like, fuck it, just fuck it. Which we've so, never done. And never, I was like, ever. Oh, really? We're not going to break the streak. Yeah, I'm like, fuck the streak. Some of the shit that <laughs> yeah. we've done, that, like you've been on your deathbed, yeah. Simone's been in hospital, Nicklin's yeah. been in hospital, we've had babies, we've had yeah. fucking <laughs> births, deaths, marriages, and we've fucking got through every single show. <laughs> Admittedly, people have had to stand in for me from time to time, but you've been yeah. the staunch. Yeah. And um, and then here you are going fuck the streak, man. <laughs> I was like, look, seriously, you've you've got a fucking lot on your plate at the minute. <laughs> anyway, so, here we are. You can only do what you can do. Here, uh, you know the, the the biggest driving force was no fucking way was I not going to do a show this yeah, week. You had to after. front up this week, didn't you? Yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck, it will be on. Yeah, people will fucking be after me with fucking um, internet pitchforks. Yeah, and fucking flaming probably throwing torches. up, probably throwing up, you know, relevant screen caps from The Simpsons and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a big chunk of our fan base that do that. <laughs> yeah, they like, all have the same fucking name. Yep. Shout out, shout out to three thousand Mitches. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're, they're all named Mitch Simpson. I'm pretty sure. Now, uh, there's a bit of feedback for the week. Uh, there was a. Uh, hashtag going around. Former legends started up some, you know, trying to do, you know, hashtags to get people on top of them. One of them was uh, unlikely NRL headlines. Cole underscore three sixteen's brought us into it. Oh God! Record an app with no homo undertones. <laughs> Still trying. Yeah, it's, well, you know, we've we'll have to check first. out next week's brother. <laughs> uh, Dean Horton seventeen. He's a, a smart little cunt. He's also been obviously washed out from under the rock he lives under because yeah. no one's heard from him for, for quite some time. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's tweeted, you, me, and this week in league. And Have said, you pissed on any rocks lately? Washed <laughs> Dean out? I don't know. He said, I just listened to episode 166, the Newcastle-Melbourne game preview. You don't fuck up. Hash up the nights, bitch. This is the same Dean Horton that if you had have asked him before that kickoff of that game, if you've had have asked him at half time. Whether or not it's going to get to 20. 10 minutes to go. Yeah, exactly. So, fuck up. I mean, if you're going to be Nostradamus and go, yeah, I think the Knights will get this in a close one. Yeah, pipe up. Even before that. The, before kickoff, son. I'll even accept that, even though that's the most vague thing that doesn't come close to explaining what happened. But that I'd take that. If you say, yeah, no, I genuinely believe the Knights will win in a close one. That, you know, fair enough. But, you know, you can't come in after the fact and be like, oh, I fucking told you. No, you didn't taste mm. shit. No one cares, Dean. Beerboy182. This week, after starting at This Week in League episode 54 and uh, Twimmer, This Week in MMA from day one, is my 250th cap. More than <laughs> more than Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly, Andrew and Matty Johns. Well, I feel like I should... Um, I feel like I really have this obligation every day now yeah. to come home to him and sit down at a table with him and eat a meal with him and talk and discuss and, and basically live my life together with his... Because he listens to me far more than the fucking people I currently do those things with that do. He's then followed up and he's gone, uh, he's uh, gone, uh, thanks for filling approximately 500 hours plus of my time with four letter words and tales of Polynesian spank bank tales. You are welcome. What a fucking legend. <laughs> legend. When you put it like that, fucking Jesus. It's a, it's a, it's a large investment. It really is. Yeah. I mean, on our part, what legends we are. Yeah. I mean, just like, all for free too. We are so great. Oh, there'll be us. another fucking screenshot. Yeah. Screenshot. Yeah. Simpsons. Yeah, screenshot. Yeah. Uh, JR underscore buff. I'd like to hear a Glenn's grind segment. Just let him cut loose on a topic. Sit back and watch the fireworks happen. 
oh, I don't know if I could just do it on cue. It has to be something that really sparks me. Like, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. We, it, it would have to be league-related on this show. I mean, there years ago, I was saying, look, you know, we, we have these text conversations and phone conversations sometimes. We'll pick up on a topic. Probably get us arrested. Yeah, something that happens on the news that day or someone does something that we saw on Twitter and and we'll just we'll we'll just unleash for half an hour, and we could do a half an hour to an hour show where yeah. we just defame someone to the point of. I still remember tears. the conversation we had. I was in the Woolworths car park, and you just happened to ring me as I was about to get out of the car, and it was a conversation for all time. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking got out of that car, and the conversation was over, and I fucking laughed so hard. <laughs> In the car park, standing outside of the car with fucking people walking past going, what is that guy on? Yeah. And not a word of it has ever been repeated to anyone. No. But it was fucking epic. I think I remember what it was too. And, and that, that day you said, we really need to do this, like put a show out for that. Yeah. And I was like, Fuck. I thought we could do it the same night as this week in league. We just, you know, just, you can just do our warm-up show. I was like, yeah, just go half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we would dead say get arrested or people would send dead, other people would, to bash us we would be we would be so fucking sued yeah. by someone for agreed no escaping um, but I like the sentiment yeah uh, after the Tigers game you put out a tweet and said you know like you know that's it podcast is cancelled indefinitely or something like that <laughs> and, which uh, was my uh, my feelings of the time yeah, a, mate, a mate of mine Big Andy uh, hey Big Andy one on Twitter so there's actually two Big Andys but I only know this one He's uh, tweeted, he's gone, there goes Valenti's reason for existence. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? And that's, and that's the thing, well, yeah, yeah, that's right, the exotic dentist. Are we talking but, Mario or fucking Luigi? Yeah, I think he's talking Luigi on this occasion. But, I'm um, pretty sure he would be. But uh, yeah, because that, that's uh, Big Andy, is my friend, he's like, I had lunch with him a couple of weeks ago and he's like, he goes, whatever happened, whatever happened to Dennis Valenti? I was, yeah, listen, it's still, it's still listen to the show. It's Valente, for yeah. starters. And um. And and I'm going, oh no, he's he's moved across the Twitter now. He's like he's Unky D, you know, you might and he's oh, okay. <laughs> so there's someone you got a fan, you got one fan out there anyway. Not in this room, but at Tad Pike. This fucking blo- <laughs> This fucking <laughs> this, this, this this fucking American warmonger who only po- pokes his fucking head up once a season. Did like, you know that the best time that Tad ever poked his head up? Was that? Was at the opera bar one time where yeah. he fucking just poured bourbon down my neck for a good few hours. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Fuck, it was been downhill from there though. First ever meetup, really. He's done nothing but make a cunt of himself since. Yeah, and he's been he's hasn't been on Twitter very much at all. But he pipes up now and then, and he's he's piped up. And this, the next two tweets are like uh, two variations on the same theme. It's the targeted at you, well, not at you, but it's a comment on something you said. Having to blow into a straw to say good morning. Now that's harsh. The fuck is wrong with Glenn? Well, when you say stuff, <laughs> just wait, like just that. wait. Have you have your response after the next one? Run off, ran off. Said, uh, well, "You got to blow through a straw to say hello." Ha! Coughed up my OJ, laughing, not trying to communicate by straw. Hash too far. So you have one person has gone. You know, what do you? What the fuck is wrong with you? No one's going. Oh, fucking laugh my ass off. In the context of what I was saying, yeah, I wasn't saying that. You know, in. Like in a humorous, um, is that what it has to come to before people take action? Yeah, that's, well, that's what I thought. I didn't, because, I didn't you know, fucking theoretically, there are people in the world that fucking do have to blow through a straw in order to say hello, yeah. Nathan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I hear you. Because I... of injuries, that may be caused on a rugby league field if cunts don't start enforcing the uh, the, the laws against lifting legs. Yes. Linear. 
Oh, mate, Kurt. Extremely impressed by Glenn's Wolverine jersey commentary, re-comics versus movies. That is absolutely 100% the nicest thing Kurt's ever said to me. I don't remember what the fuck you even said <laughs> on the subject. I'm, I'm drawing it absolutely blank. Yeah, I could have gone you, back I and I think listened, you but... made the comment, which was fairly fucking ignorant of you, that... Well, it was fucking nothing like the movie. And I'm like, what are you going to fucking run the cunts out in fucking leather jackets and jeans? No, 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 no. That's how I remember it. No, because I actually could see see it's exactly the same as the comic book. And everyone else is going, that's not the fucking Wolverine. Well, he's been in that in the comic book longer than he's been in fucking nothing like generic fucking Navy leather and fucking biker look in the movies that he's been in. So that's what I say. Hey. Don't need no, to convince me. Anyway, the Wolverine point is... Jersey, poor Manly Jersey. That was the only thing I had to say about The point is, Kurt said something nice about me. I think we all need to take a second and just ponder that. Done. He's probably said... Yeah, okay, done, yeah. It'll never happen again. Definitely not. <laughs> Kurt's uh, still waiting for me to say something nice about him, but hey, look, at least we're on the right track, mate. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad he's not holding his breath. Fuck me. <laughs> Be a decent sized Smurf. <laughs> now, uh, at Finn Scotty, stumbled onto your podcast one month ago. Best podcast on iTunes. Hilarious and thorough. Congrats to you and Nate. Keep it up. That's fucking fantastic. High praise. Oh, it, it. It's high praise indeed. Facebook, Saguna. This week in Saguna. Hey, fellas. I'm Sorry. Actually, I'm not going to read. Sorry. Was, you, you fucking was, missed your cue right No, now. hang on. I was warding off a coughing fit, and then you bring up Saguna, which, and then I'm like, you're on cue, you're on cue. The lights are going off, but I'm like, I'm going to cough Saguna's name, and that's just disrespectful. It would be in a theme with Saguna. So I'm not going to read his whole thing out because he's gone on a massive fucking diatribe. And who's he hit? It's basically uh, Triple M, other media places. He goes on about Matty Johns, uh, that cunt Rothfield, his words. Um, <laughs> he's got, he wants me to belt the living daylights out of him in an MMA ring. Um, he goes on and on and on. Um, then he goes on about Johns and you know, taking ecstasy tablets, blah, blah, blah. Then he has a big scree about, uh, about Rothfield. But just want to... Uh, and he gives praise to... to uh, he gives praise to Vossi, praise to Sterlo, praise to Aaron Mullins, so that's great. Um, well, he does praise Rabs too, and you know, I'm not, I'm not massive on that. Just, but yeah. just, uh, sometimes Ian probably needs to remember to take his Tourette's medication. But he's the third paragraph of, of three giant paragraphs. I was at the A-League All-Stars game the other night with a few mates, and Triple M just happened to be there. I was very angered and filthy on their media bashing of the Tigers, so I lined up for their pass-the-ball competition. When it came to me, I got the ball, and instead of passing, I just vigorously punted the ball about 40 metres and walked off. <laughs> On the, wait, there's, wait, there's more. Oh, my God. Wait, that is just spoiling everyone's fun. Wait, there's more. Onlookers were stunned with what I did. I said to one of the Triple M guys, tell John he's a fucking cunt, and walked off. As I walked oh. away, someone tapped me on the shoulder. I thought it was security or the police, but it just happened to be a Tigers fan who wanted to shake my hand for my good work. In all that, my mate said I was fucked. He's on me in Saguna, and I'm not a happy camper this week. Oh, you are my hero, slash, I would have been fucking mortified. If someone did that in front of me, <laughs> I would be lying on the ground laughing for fucking oh half an my hour. My God, <laughs> one of the best. I love that story, but it's so wrong, Ian. Oh, this is one of the best. What about the multitude of kids that were standing behind and going, "What the fuck oh, do they, we do now?" They wait thirty seconds while someone had to go grab the ball and. <laughs> 
That's you know? priceless. Among other things, we got we got uh, some Facebook from uh, Gary Cox and uh, Coxie, 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 and he said, among other things, he said, uh, speaking to me, he said, on the podcast, you sound like a man, but Glenn sounds like a fourteen-year-old boy. That's <laughs> real talk. It was just like totally random and not in the context of the conversation we were having. So. <laughs> Well, to let you know. Right, eh? Got another story here. Surely my voice sounds more manly tonight. Oh, yeah, you're rocking it. You know, and you're pretty much... You know, if, if Barry White was a jockey... I'm fucking probably up to 17, am I? <laughs> 17 years of age. Yeah. Well, yeah, if, you know, if, if a day... Fuck off, man. <clears throat> Mad Dog. Said, hey, guys, Mad Dog here. Mad Dog underscore no space on Twitter. He sent this through Facebook, though. Just a little story I've been meaning to send in to you for a while. The night begins at Suncorp Stadium where we went to watch the Dragons play the Broncos in a semi-final. 2011, it must have been. Anyway, no need for me to relive the events of the night, but I was obviously very happy with the result before hearing the amount of damage that cunt Beal inflicted on the next immortal. After the game, we head out to the Stock Exchange in the city to celebrate a bit longer. Considering I was pretty happy, I decided to try it on with the Sheila. Sour-faced looking thing, but decent nonetheless. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was doing pretty well, and then suddenly she went cold and was looking over the other side of the room. Then my mate comes over and says, Oi, that's Mark Gazney, the useless cunt. He's with Dean Young and Nathan Fiend. Anyway, before I could turn around and start talking to this bird again, she was halfway over to greet the bumhole chin fuckhead. <laughs> Obviously, I was, yeah, obviously, I wasn't impressed, but I wasn't going to let that shit ruin my night, so we kept drinking. Every so often, we'd throw a taunt their way or pretend we were snapping field goals from 40 metres out. They seemed oblivious to our schoolyard tactics. Later on, we head to the pisser for a leak, and in walks Dean Young. Didn't realise until my mate yells out, Hey, Youngie, you've got a small cock. Young laughed it off as if it were true and was inclined to believe and I was inclined to believe my mate Kyle. Later on in the night we were at the bar and another mate yells out something about a shout. As I'm a cheap bastard, I threw my order at the bartender before anyone could argue otherwise. We go grab our drinks and the bartender tells my mate the price. He points at Nathan Fiend to let the bar bartender know he was paying. Fiend grabbed his drink and said, I'm not paying cunt. My mate spent the rest of the night calling Fiend all the cunts under the sun and still swears to this day that Fiend said he was paying and every time we bring it up it seems to hate him a little more. I left still pretty chuffed at the courageous result. Not sure if you blokes will find it as amusing as us but we still piss ourselves about it. Um, I find it interesting that anyone expected Nathan Fiend to pay for a bunch of drinks when he couldn't scrape up the cash to pay for some fucking teeth. <laughs> well, you know, drinks are much cheaper than alcohol. So, yeah, drinks are much cheaper than dentures or, you know caps or braces I mean, the, or whatever he would have been earning a princely sum at the dragon surely he was an integral part of their side <laughs> yeah 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 i heard a story about wayne bennett during that alex mckinnon interview on the footy show where you know players were going to him and asking him for cash or he was offering him cash for what for when like saying oh dean gagai is notorious for fucking you know come close to payday he's always short of cash and uh, Wayne said, oh, look, I said to Dean, do you, know, do you need some cash until payday? He said, no, it's all right. Alex has already given me some. Why didn't Wayne slip fucking Feeney some money to get some teeth? What is that? Uh, look, honestly, I'm not as... I'm it's, not, not a, it's not a good look. It's not like he's missing them from the back. Like, they're right up front. Everyone can see him. Yeah, it was, you know... Is he saving money on mouth guards as well? Is he very thrifty? Well, you know, he's got a mouth guard on most of the time, you think, so, you penny know... pincher. So he's covering up. I mean, what he's going to get struck with the, the harsh reality, you know, post-football. You know, you can't walk around his life for, you know, 12 hours a day with, with mouth guard in and obscuring Maybe his he's got teeth. some movie roles as a fucking meth addict coming up. Who knows? Maybe maybe he does. Maybe he does. <clears throat> um, too much Facebook this week to talk about emails. So, membership. Uh, posted off all outstanding membership uh, packs on, fr- was it Friday? Thursday, Friday last week. Uh, I know there's people in Brisbane who've... who've uh, 
tweeted me or whatever saying that uh, they've got theirs already. I think they got it yesterday, day before even. A uh, bunch of international ones in there too, going to Japan and among other places. And uh, I'm told they'll be three to ten days. So, you know, not Australia Post. And whatever fucking connect- connection you've got over the other side. It'll be 12. It'll be the full ten days at least. News. Okay, first story, Sonny Bill Williams. He has left the door ajar on an NRL return and uh, has the, co- the code's boss's backing should he wish to have a third stint in rugby league. He'll leave the Roosters at the end of this season, linking back to New Zealand rugby for the next two years. He'll be 31 when his next contract expires. It's my last year at the Roosters, for now, Williams said. Last year when I came back to the game, I didn't think I'd be staying for two years or winning a competition, so anything is possible. It just comes down to hard work and that self-belief. Of course, there's always a chance I'll return, but I'm 29 now. My missus always says I'm getting older and older. She has to put those baths on for me after games now. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure how long I'll be running around. I can assure you no matter how long I am or when I'm running around, I'll be giving it 120%. I want to have a big end of the year, not just for myself and my family, but for the boys because I love it here. The boys are pretty much like brothers now. Dave Smith, for his part, said, uh, Williams, we welcome back to the code after his contract with the union ends. Um, while his relationship with Greenberg was strained after Williams walked out in the club, Greenberg, who's now the NRL's head of football, also wants Williams to return. His maturity is unbelievable, Greenberg said. He's an amazing athlete and an amazing person. He's a fantastic person to have in the game. Greenberg wouldn't have been saying that. Fucking that's a, that's a, that would have been, a, that would have been a, a written statement. I'm pretty sure. That someone else attributed to Greenberg. <laughs> like, no, Todd, no, you fucking sign it. Sign it, cunt. Sign this, this, bitch. This is your part of the statement, bitch. I, um, nobody does the professional athlete hype, certainly within the rugby union and rugby league. The Willy Wonny fucking thing. Better than Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, I, I imagine you know, given Sonny Bill Williams, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a, a longer opinion, a more verbose opinion on this subject. So I can get mine out of the way really quick. Okay. Don't give a fucking fuck. I fucking don't care if he comes back. Great. Yeah. Good. I mean, good. Just I, good. I, it's like if you if he doesn't, don't fucking care either. I'm not gonna lose any sleep if he doesn't come back to rugby league. He doesn't. He doesn't bring anything to rugby league. He brings a lot of fucking hype, is what he brings. He brings hype. He he brings hype to to Channel Nine, which is the home of the game. Nathan, they own the game. That's fucking bringing the the hype to rugby league. If he brings the hype to the owners of the game, it it doesn't. It doesn't fucking bring it to. I mean, people get sick of that shit. Absolutely, they they do. Like the birds, I bring such a polarizing figure. Exactly. It does not. His his involvement in the sport of rugby league does not impact my enjoyment on the game. One fucking little. Minute Look, little piece between 2008 and 2013. Yeah, the game was just fine. The game was better, even. Perhaps he's the fucking harbinger of the death of the game. Maybe it's his fault the referees are dumb cunts these days. Oh, he's fucking started up since he came back. Have they really? <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's an interesting. I'd like everyone to go back to every episode of this show prior to 2013 and uh, make note of all the times where 
Nathan said things that contradicted what he just said. I'm pretty sure you could go back through. I, I, I defy anyone to listen to every episode of the show yeah. from before 2013. I'm not accepting that. I defy you to provide any examples. Look. <laughs> I, just I, want, I just want someone just to waste their time fucking listening to hundreds of hours. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he would have any any trouble coming back to rugby league um, in in the physical sense as far as his ability to, to play the game. He's um, he's a, he's the consummate professional. He looks after his body. Tons of people play till they're thirty three. Exactly. If you want to do another so there's, contract. there's no reason why he can't do it. There's probably every reason why he will do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's obviously going to go back to rugby union um, for the World Cup and. Um, make a ton of money there and come back in the same hype and everything will be uh, swirling around as to who he's going to sign for. Is he just going to go straight back to the Roosters and all the rest of it? And he'll come back to rugby league for a ton of money and then he might do a swan song in Europe playing rugby and then it'll be... With Japan, some collect. Easy collect, yeah. Because at the end of the day, we always say it that rugby league or, you know, sport is a business and no one epitomises... The fact that it's a business and the players are a brand mm-hmm. more than Sonny Bill. And mm-hmm. that's been, obviously, um, that type of mantra is is probably come in no small part to, from Coda NASA. And a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't agree with it. But it's certainly made him extremely successful. And um, I think during his time, time at the Roosters, he's actually been very, very good for the club. Very good. Uh, on the field, but also off the field as well. Um, he does polarise people, given the, the, the fucking love-in at Channel 9 and oh. um, yeah, and things like that. But um, I, I don't think you could really say anything against what he's, what he's done for the Roosters, um, and that's obviously had a positive effect um, and a flow-on effect to, to the rest of the game. I, um, but really, if he, if he stays in rugby or, or retires or, or whatever, I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep. <laughs> You know, if you want to buy some honey in a chair, but if he needs, you know, if his missus doesn't want to run his bars, I'll have a crack. <laughs> Sponge bath. Um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of talk this week. Uh, there's always talk about Monday night football, <laughs> but this week especially, given the low crowd on Monday night, there's uh, been a lot of talk about possibly the end of Monday night football, and. Uh, the verdict apparently is in that uh, Mondays, no one likes Mondays for Monday Night Football. The crowd's the worst of each round. Average television ratings are the lowest of each round, and the leading players don't like it. So in an embarrassing blow for Rugby League's strong brand, 40,000 seats were left empty for Monday night's match between the Roosters and Gold Coast at Allianz Stadium. Josh Morris yesterday called for more Thursday night matches ahead of games on Monday nights. The NRL has come out in defence of the time slot, saying Monday nights will remain in the draw until at least the end of the current broadcast deal in 2017, despite being the fourth choice each round. Monday night has the lowest crowds of any time slot each round. Games are averaging just 10,072 this season, and that figure is likely going to drop below the 10,000 mark as Penrith are hosting North Queensland and Melbourne in the next two rounds. Last Monday night's crowd was 6,345, the lowest of the entire season. The Friday night average, 20,018, nearly doubles that of Monday night. Monday evening crowds are nearly 6,000 behind the overall NRL average crowd of 15,932. 
So uh, Paul Kine, the head of commercial for the NRL, stressed that uh, Monday Night Football was a significant part of the television rights agreement. That it would be wrong to judge Monday Night Football on one match played in the rain, Roosters versus Titans. The fact is there have been some great Monday Night games this week, this year, just as there have been some great games on the weekends. Monday Night Football will give fans another opportunity to watch Rugby League either at the ground or on TV and help us spread our reach to more fans. I think it's important for the, for the clubs to get people to watch the games live. I get that. Yeah. Do you think Channel Nine or Fox really give two fucks about how many people show up to the Fox? Don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, right. they want people to stay at home and watch it. I mean, exactly. And like, so it's it's a tough argument to win. It's um, personally, I don't mind kicking back on a Monday night. It's you know, I don't mind. I, I don't have any issue with it. I think, and if it was played it locally, is, if it was, if it was, if if Manly had to play the Broncos at Lang Park, yeah. or even the Gold Coast, and they have played the, the, the Gold Coast on yeah. Monday night before, and I'll go, I'll make the trek to go down sure. to the game. I mean, it's, I think it's just a general, it's just an exaggerated version of the general fan apathy to going to games live anyway. Yeah, it is. It is tough, you know. On a Monday, it's it's a bit like some of the Fridays in, in Sydney as well. The gr- crowds aren't that flash. Yeah, I think the, you know, the Friday night average is a little bit padded, given that the Broncos get, are getting thirty, mm-hmm. thirty thousand, and they're playing a lot of ANZ games as well, which can get you know yeah. like twenty, you know, twenty twenty five as well. So, um, I personally don't mind Monday night football, but the fact that it is the fourth choice as far as the game, so when they they nut out which game's going to be Friday, you know, then Super Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday gets the dregs, essentially, then it means that you're putting on some pretty fucking ordinary games. Yeah. You know, you've got... And and it generally involves, you know, like a Sydney team versus an out-of-town or an interstate team. Yep. So... That's not going to draw anyway. It's not going to draw any opposing teams' fans. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to get 10,000. Yeah. (laughs) Or, and you well, you're going to you're going to get the you're going to get the usual crowd that the the home team would ordinarily bring, less the people that you know have other things in their lives on Monday nights, because mm. the first day of the week people don't want to you know on Friday night you can go out go to the footy get smashed, and you know sleep it off on Saturday morning, exactly. you know for it to a large part. Monday you got to work the next day you can't go out and get, you know go large, and some people just live that far away they're taking you know you, the game what well, starts kicks off about seven o'clock. Yeah. You know, it's all done and dusted by nine. You've got to sort out your transport, depending on where the ground is. It could be fucking, you know, a shitty place to get to. And then you're home, you know. I just don't think that the the networks or the, or the broadcasters, rather, are really going to give two fucks if people start trotting out the stats as far as the crowds at the games as to whether they think Monday Night Football is viable. For every seat that's not filled, it's, it's someone that is a bigger chance yeah. of watching the game. And, and, and when they talk about the know, ratings being the lowest, I mean, let's put it into top. context. The season average this year for Monday Night Footy on Fox Sports is 224,000 people per game. Well, that'd be households per game. That's behind the average 7.30pm kickoff, which attracts an average of 246,000. Mm. And so this Monday Night's game was watched by an average of 225,000. So that's actually slightly above the 2014 season average. And it's not that far. It's only 20,000 behind the... The, yeah. the so-called best, not you know, the exactly. 7.30 night. So I don't think the ratings are a huge issue. Fox Sports, for their part, so the fans love watching games on TV each Monday evening. 
Uh, Monday Night Football is highly valued by our TV audiences. Monday Night's game was in line with our season average for Monday Night Football and was solid, given it featured one team, which is now out of the finals race. We've had a couple of very high-rating matches on Monday nights, including a round six match between Storm and Dragons, which had 360,000 viewers. That's our highest-rating NRL match this year. So uh, we want to extend the weekend for NRL fans. They get a live game of NRL and plenty of entertainment on Monday night. Blah, blah, Matty Johns, blah. Yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere. No. And I personally don't have an issue with watching it on TV, and I've been to plenty I'm of Monday fully... night games at, at the Broncos. So. Yep, I'm well, fully... I've been to every Monday night game the Broncos have played. Yeah. Which a is, yeah. A like... couple of which have been against the Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Monday night, well, I mean, it was a Monday night, I went to that Eels and Broncos game where Sandow, where Sandow yeah. came back and tore them a new arsehole. It was a Monday yeah. night, it was Risby, yep. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I've been, I've been to a couple of Broncos Monday night games, and I've definitely at least once down to uh, the Gold Coast to see Manly on Monday night. Okay, moving right along, next story. This is one that's close, close to your your pants, really. I mean, you, you hadn't heard of it before I told you, but oh, you pitched an absolutely fucking marquee when I told you. Dave Smith said the huge number of elite players with Pacific Island backgrounds can help grow rugby league in the region and announced the code's new Pacific strategy plan on Wednesday alongside Jared Hayne and Sonny Bill Williams and said the high-profile pair have helped increase popularity of the game into an area that historically has been a predominantly rugby stronghold. Sonny Bill was part of the All Blacks World Cup winning squad in 2011 and helped the Sydney Roosters win the NRL Premiership last year. He's a huge name in Samoa, the birthplace of his father. Hayne represented Fiji in the 2008 World Cup and credits his time with the team as the catalyst for changing his life away from the field and becoming one of the game's best players. So uh, Sonny Bill's going to fly to Samoa this weekend to kickstart the program and Hayne's going to fly to Fiji later once Parramatta finished their season. Um... Dave Smith said, we've been thinking for a while how we might develop the game. Nearly 40% of our players are from the island, so I think it's important to recognise that and development potential there, there, is, there is important for the game. I think it's very possible that we could see a team from the islands in the World Cup final in 2017. PNG, the only country in the world that has rugby league as its national sport, had a team in the Q Cup this year where they have more than held their own. Smith said it was too soon to talk of a team from the Pacific having a team in the NRL, but believes the game has a chance to help introduce football clinics and education programs for children in addition to fo- in addition to fostering better community links with local governments and businesses. PNG's been going for about a year now. It's been incredibly successful. It's, the, it's about the time being right and having so many players who want to give something back. We'll be working in tandem with the respective governments and making sure the community benefits come through. Everybody plays their part. Uh... The opportunity for us to have it, opportunity for us as a game to make people's lives better in Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, and PNG is phenomenal, and a rich flow of players coming into the game mean it is worth the investment. I love it. I love that they're they're thinking along those lines and, and developing the game. Um, I think that's more of a strategic or a, a you know reinforcing something that's. That's already there. There's already something yep. there. I'd like to see them doing <clears throat> similar things in other in other areas via with the with the uh, English governing body as well to get things happening in you know where there's like Netherlands and people like that have got rugby yeah. uh, rugby league teams. Yep. You know, and I know it's it seems like a pipe dream, but fuck, if we're doing nothing, then it's never going to be anything. You know. Yeah. And you look at the Soccer World Cup, and it's not like that's been going for 200 years. You know, like, that built from something, and yeah. um, there's no reason why with 
with increased broadcast deals um, in in Australia for the sport, and and you know it may not happen in our generation, but over time, if we yeah. put start putting the work in now, you can you could have you know the World the Cup is the World Cup is building from a sport that, that was already played in all these countries to a absolutely you know, so. Like I said, it may not happen in our generation. I'd just like to see um, not just a lot of the teams, when it comes to World Cup time, a lot of the teams aren't. There's just some token entries there. Oh, well, I mean, the token entries in, in terms of their, you know, half filled with NRL players who yeah. have, you know, grandmother's uncle's best friend sure. holds a passport. That's it. My, so. my cat ate a pizza once. Oh, I can play for Italy. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but I like I like the gesture, I like the sentiment and and the and the work that they're putting in. Um, Sunny, how much work is Sunny Bill going to be doing for rugby league once he goes to rugby? Probably not a great deal. No, but I mean he's, he's going to head over there now, kick start it, yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, the face of it for a month or two. Bash the next time on over there, and he can he can keep it running. Um, pretty good start. Yeah, absolutely. Hayne as well is is a good choice and. That's a huge stat. Forty percent of the players are, are, are Polynesian. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I believe it. Yeah, um, and you can see it at, at a grassroots level as well. Um, yeah. Nicklem was saying the other the other night. I think we've got like even Jackson, like his mum's South African. Yeah. So there's one kid in our entire team that has, I think, both his parents are white, born, born and bred in Australia. Like, yeah. Um. Every everyone else is Kiwi, Samoan, fucking yeah. yeah. It's even at, at that level, and it and it shows. You can see the eights, the nines, the tens. It, there's Polynesian kids everywhere. So um, they certainly love the sport, and that's you know that's half the battle won. Mm-hmm. If you can get that development happening and 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 start it at a grassroots level, but build it all the way up to you know what they're doing with the PNG um, Q or Interest Super Cup team. It's it's great. Um, some infrastructure there to to build on via the government etc to to really get them to an NRL standard um, and improve their their World Cup team but the work's being done and it's impressive Recaps First game, Friday Night Football, match of the round. South Sydney Rabbitohs 23, defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 4 at the SCG. And uh, one of those good Friday Night crowds we were just talking about there, over 27,000 people in attendance. Rabbitohs 23 came from tries to Kyle Turner, Wava, Johnson, Sam Burgess. Reynolds got a field goal and three from four conversions, and Seagulls uh, try to Peter Hiku. Do you want to go? You want to say something? You can go and I'll have my turn, just like we normally do. Thought you might have a fair bit to say, Nathan, about Manly. Oh, got my thing to say. Your team got fucking towed up, Nathan. They got fucking yeah. disgraced. Fucking They barely down. competed. <laughs> no, sorry, that was my team. My, I, I always say, get that mixed I was up. Gonna say, I was going to say, motherfucker, you, I'm going to feed you when it comes to your game. <laughs> sorry, mate, I got mixed up. Um, This game brought all the toughness, intensity and, and quality you expect from... From two teams at the pointy end at this time of year, so um, it, it both teams left nothing in the tank, and I think the scoreline probably flattered the Rabbitohs um, to a certain extent. 
Manly were, were pretty tough and, and they had their chances, um, some, some scramble. Um, some scramble got South out of trouble, but they the Rabbitohs would have really gained some confidence um, from the win, but I don't think come finals time, if they meet again, I don't know that this game is going to give South the edge. They'll need to do the same job in the finals, um, and, and especially Manly will go into another gear and, and another mindset come finals time, as they do. Um, so good for their confidence um, and a good step along the way for South. There's still work to be done um, if they you know, really want to break that duck and, and you know, really challenge to make the grand final or, or, and or win it. Uh, but I, I don't know that Manly played really poorly. I reckon, man, yeah, I reckon no, about 60%. Okay. Cherry Evans did nothing. He was atrocious with the ball in hand. His kicking game was pretty good. Like, his long kicking was, like, got him out of the shit a number of times because uh, he was, you know, finding the grass or finding space between players and getting it back to, like, close to the in goal and everything, you know, where they may have been, you know, you know, struggle to make it to their 30-metre line, you know, with the ball in hand. But uh, with the ball in hand, though, he was fucking atrocious, did nothing. Like, I mean, it was almost like it didn't even see him called. You know, mm. he barely touched it, and when he did do things, you know, he you know he'd fuck up like when he chucked it, you know, into Morrow's head and yeah. stuff. I mean, he was fucked. Forum was quiet. It was weird. It was kind of like the younger generation, <clears throat> very quiet. Like uh, uh, Jesse Senior Fowl didn't do, you know, two tenths of fuck all either. But then you had guys like Watmo. It was his best game all year, best game in ages. I mean, the motherfucker was making territory. Will Jamie Lyon was fucking great as well. And Brett Stewart's defence was just ridiculous. His tackle on Inglis, uh, when Inglis looked, he was certain to score. Yeah. Uh, and just classic. It was like fucking Gary Jack reincarnated. Yeah. Like classic cover defence legs tackle. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. <clears throat> I think South... Um, and I, I had my doubts about them earlier in the season, um, given their you know they've fallen at the last hurdle the last couple of years, and and I was wondering if if that was it, that was the window shut for them. And I'm not entirely convinced that it isn't, but it just seems that they have a little bit more of a of a patience about them when you play when they're playing even a quality side like Manly. Um, in the past, if they do get on a roll, sometimes that they do get a little bit antsy and, and really want to force their hand and passes go to ground, they make errors, and then all of a sudden, you know, the door's ajar for, for the other team and, and teams like Manly get over the top of them, yep. and that's why they've fallen. I thought in this game, you know, their, their forwards got on a roll, but they didn't push passes. They didn't, you know, and then Reynolds, guys like that, didn't really overplay their hand either. They were patient. Reynolds' kicking game still continued the field position. Um, and then when they got their chances, they took them. And I think that's actually a really good sign for South. I don't know um, how their fans feel about it, whether that's just how they expect them to play or how they feel they were playing before. Just, their fans are only just sobering up right now from the grand final celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much South. I don't know that I buy into the, oh. to the South hate, um, oh. really. I, I don't really have it's a hate so for South. Just... I would not actually... I wouldn't be... Slashing Maurice if South won the comp. 
I think I would. I, I wouldn't slash my wrist of any team won the comp. I mean, that's you know slashing your wrist. So I, I don't ridiculous. think they. Um, but I mean, it'd be probably it'd be one of the most disappointing outcomes for the game. I mean, it'd be far more satisfying if they were to be kicked out of the comp again. Let's be, <laughs> let's be real, and that's what most, and this is most what fans I'm talking want. about. I don't. I don't share that sentiment. I don't have an issue with us and, uh, and having success. And and let's and let's you know bring up. So I mean, there, there was, you know, their game is is predicated on. That type of game, you just they just can't you can't make mistakes. But it's also predicated on. Would you if, rather South win the comp or the Cowboys with Robert Louis in the side lifting the trophy? Oh fuck! Taking a kiss off fucking Clive Churchill's missus. Would I rather? Would I rather get get cancer of the anus or cancer of the of the fucking knob of my dick? Well, you know it's really hard to choose. They're both pretty unsatisfactory results. They're pretty both. They're both pretty poor outcomes. I mean, it's, I guess it, you know what had happened. It'd be like the the, the two thousand and twelve grand final. Both decent sized cancer cells. It'd be like, it'd be like it'd be like two thousand twelve grand final, where I'm like, oh fuck, I'm not even going to watch this kind of a game, and I end up watching it, and then I start cheering for one of the teams because I. And then then you know, in your heart of hearts, when you're watching the game play out on the field, you're like, well, fuck. I'm not saying you. if they played each other. But oh okay. If you had a choice as to who was going to win. I couldn't. I couldn't. That, that's that's an impossible choice. Interesting. That's impossible. Be fucked if I'd ever want Robert Louis to see any sort of fucking premiership success. That motherfucker has. He's had. He's had trouble holding down a first grade position though. So I mean, there's nothing to say any he'd club, be there. Yeah. Any club since. Yeah. He's been shown. He's he has shown his true colours. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That would suck for him, but it would suck. It would suck for all of all of the you know. There's a bunch of people you know that are just as bad in the south side. Anyway, good win, Rabbitohs. I don't really understand the multitude of fucking hate. I think well, it I think comes from fuel- the desperation of South fans. They fuck me. The, the they majority are, of their fan base has never seen them be successful, and they've had so many fucking hard times. The thirst, the thirst is real. Absolutely, the thirst is real. The, yeah. But, fuck <laughs> me. But also, is this what you know? If Sharks got to that level and they were a fucking really good side. Really good sight. Well, I mean, they came close in two thousand and eight. They did to to that level. You know, they they got blasted out by oh. Storm pretty unceremoniously in the semi, but I mean, qualifying final. But the, the the thing is, as well, the Souths thing is fed badly. Well, it's it's detrimentally by Channel Nine. Yeah, they will fucking go on the glory, glory. Rabs Rabs is a Souths fan, isn't he? And fucking doesn't it show? Is he really? Call- yeah, I think so. And and if he isn't, Jesus Christ, it shows in his call. I mean, he's atrocious. I mean, biased. I mean, Phil Gould, he comes from the position of like the... Obviously, he's got a, you know, a stake in Penrith doing well. But in, when it comes to commentary, he'll always take the traditionalist sort of thing. Like, oh, you know, the old fucking team, you know, and then in terms of the raps, oh, they haven't had success for a while. Oh, you know, he'll talk them up. And the South fans buy into that shit so badly. The ones that don't, you know, fair play to you, but the ones that buy into it are just fucking irritating. And then... Every, every team has a bunch of irritating cunt fans. Yeah, yeah, but this is... I the, don't know, the South have a, a greater number of them. This is this is more in terms, though, of, you know, talking about, you know, like jumping the gun on premiership opportunities and things like that because they're just so fucking starved for any reason to believe. Hey, you're talking to someone that fucking yeah. wasn't all that long ago... Maybe you know a season ago was calling for his team to win the comp undefeated. I mean, well, yeah, that's five five years in a row. You, you called for it at the start of this year, I didn't did, you? I did not say it this year. Really? No. I was, oh, okay. I was measured. I was rewind. measured and I was composed. We'll have to rewind that because I think there's a good chance you probably did. But I mean, the, the, the South game plan is predicated on, on on not making mistakes, and also I think it's predicated on getting a lot of 
starting your sets from 40 metres out from the try line from getting piggyback penalties downfield, which they got all first half in this game. But the biggest issue I have with this game was the fucking targeted, deliberate rubbing out of fucking Steve Matai five minutes into the game by Isaac Luke and fucking George Burgess. Um, George Burgess obviously getting, you know, an insufficient two games on the sidelines for pleading guilty to it. Um, but, you know, guilty he was a fucking cunt. But I mean, that's ridiculous to deliberately injure a player. And this is and this is the same South side that tried to do the same thing last year with the leg pull with Lima on Watmo. They knew Watmo had the knee thing and then and they knew that Matai only just he was coming back from the arm. Common denominator former South. storm assistant coach. But no, but yeah, well, yeah when he remember over in England he was notorious as well for his coaching teams of of, of grubs to, you know, injure people and shit as well, match. So I mean, motherfuckers, he's notorious for it, and uh, and the way and Matai only had five minutes. Five, he was only in the game five minutes. Carved them twice badly down that side as well. And you'll remember as well, Manly when they did have opportunities to score, there were three separate opportunities. Weren't you lauding that- Terry Lamb not a week ago? Terry Lamb, El- Ellery Hanley. No, fuck! I never, I never lauded that. I was going for Balmain in that game. Fucking no way would I have lo- no way. Um... And there was a couple of opportunities Manly had down the left-hand side where you better believe that if it was Brett Stewart going passing to Matai to Tafua instead of you know Brett Stewart having to force a pass or you know coming from like Bureau or someone like that to to Tafua, you best believe that those tries would have been scored as well and it would have been a very different outcome. I think South were definitely a better team on the night though, and uh, they deserved their win. But uh, once again, when it counts, we'll see what happens, and I imagine the usual thing will happen. How what what odds Channel Nine and the NRL trying to rig the draw as much as they possibly can to get Manly and South on the opposite side of the draw come grand final time? I don't buy into <laughs> the fact that I, I just don't have that in me. They tried desperately to get South and East to the grand final last time. Oh fuck yeah! And Manly upset the upper I, last. If I middle. really got to the point where I honestly believed that there was that sort of conspiracy and corruption, yeah, I, I wouldn't support the game. I would just go away and fucking. Is, is there is there money to be won on the on, on the sport of rugby league? Of course. Then that's there's, a, then there's a, stuff. That's happening. a loaded question. Then there's stuff. Then there's shit happening, and and, and as it does with every single sport where there's money riding well, on the outcomes. Until I have evidence that it is actually fucking <laughs> happened from a, a referee being paid, or you know administrators at the highest level of the game fucking orchestrating results, I'll um I'll generally try and fucking look on the bright side. <laughs> Fucking Pollyanna. Scotty Eel said, All South fans are doing tonight is booing. Haven't heard them boo this much since the government announced work for the doll. Solzy04. That is a massive statement from South tonight. Watch for Manly to turn that around when it really matters. Uncensored Steve. Manly bent over by the ultimate pretenders peaking too early. Hash fuck Manly. Hash fuck Souths. Shana and Elvis. South's best game of the year by miles. Manly left fully chapoed, but only a fool writes them off. Uh, Pampas AU, South's too strong. Greg Inglis is a beast and Sam Burgess a machine. The young guys in the team are electric. Ash, Souths. Not sure why it needed that <laughs> hashtag. And uh, at 26 rounds. PSA, everyone stock up on ponchos in prep for the media slash Souths bukake party that's about to kick off. Ash, August premiers. And finally, uh, Warriors suck balls. Uh, Peter the winger. Matai also winged by Grubs, beat South in the finals. Hashiku Haiku. Also on Friday night, 
Did you go in on Friday night? Mm-hmm. Brisbane Broncos, 41, defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 10 at Suncorp. A uh, crowd of 28 and a bit thousand in attendance. The Broncos, 41, came from tries to Copley, Vito, double to Ben Hunt, Barber, Oates and Thide. McCulloch got himself a field goal. Corey Parker, three from four conversions. Ben Hunt, two from three conversions. And a penalty goal to Corey Parker. Bulldogs, 10 points came from tries to Josh Reynolds and Josh Jackson. Trent Hodkinson, one from two. Ben Hunt with a, an absolute supreme performance in this game. I think the, the Dally M medal was Jared Haynes to lose, but um, if Haynes has a, a slip-up or a couple of ordinary games or, or Power really drop their bundle, as they've done new, on numerous occasions this season, yeah. um, and Ben Hunt continues on the form that he has been over the last month or, or two, um, and really over the whole season he, he hasn't had any horrible games. Last week. Sorry? Last week. I wouldn't say it was horrible. It wasn't it certainly wasn't one of his better better yeah. games, and he had games earlier in the season where his kicking game definitely needed to improve as it, and it has over the course of the season. Um, but I, I think he's probably a Hayne, you know, a couple of ordinary Hayne games, or, or maybe if Hayne misses a couple of games from through injury, it or has whatever. to be it has to be injury because yeah. of, like as as we'll talk about later on with the Parramatta game, doesn't matter how Parramatta how well they play, Hayne's picking up the three points yeah. every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and legitimately so, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, ben Barber, you could see from the very start, he was itching to get involved in this game and um, and try and stamp his mark on it. Um, he had a couple of moments, but the try that he scored was, was absolutely brilliant. Uh, he had a hell of a lot of work to do. It gave the crowd um, a bit of stick, too. After, I don't know if that came through on the cameras, but um, he kicked the ball uh, as, as high and as far into the crowd as he could. Um, and then turned around and stood in front of the Bulldogs and section, and, yeah, yeah. And gave gave him a bit of stick. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it it wasn't because of the fans, you know. I'm sure he's copped plenty. Don't get me wrong, but hundred percent deservingly so. Sorry, it wasn't because of the fans that that led it to his demise. At the end of the day, he needs to, you know, be accountable for his alleged actions. Yeah. Um, and and maybe, you know. Pull his head in a little bit. Yep. As far as I'm concerned, I, I just thought that was a little bit disrespectful, um, because how much of that fan base uh, supported him through supported the, him yeah. and were shattered to see him go. So, yeah. Um, it was fairly obvious at the ground um, and close to the action that the Bulldogs forwards made ground and plenty of it, but they just seemed to be thwarted by Brisbane's scramble. Um, they tried to get at Hunt and he stood tall. Um, even coming up with a one-on-one strip on Tony Williams of all people, uh, but Williams Williams made a bunch of errors. Um, Cassiano proved that his ankles are ticking time bombs. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I think if you can just hang with the Bulldogs, they they're just not the same side they were not you know two seasons ago. Absolutely so. fucking mystifying this game. No one could have predicted. No, they fall in the heat that bad. They are a team in crisis. I was filthy at my mate Troy, um, who's a massive Bulldogs fan, and showed up to to our members' seats in full Bulldog regalia, um, and looking like a complete jerk, I might add. But <laughs> he was he was pumped for the game. He's cheering him, you know, during the warm up, and everyone's going. Oh, we went there fuck. expecting a win. Sorry, absolutely. He went there expecting a win. Oh, yeah. and he kept deflecting because everyone's like, "Shut up, mate!" He's like, "Wait till this shows up when it's Tigers' time." 
<laughs> he's a fucking lunatic. Don't worry about me. Trying to dump you in the shit. Yeah, I'm like, fucking, what are you talking about? I'm like a fucking little church mouse. mouse. Um, he was He was into it. All the way up until it was pretty obvious that Brisbane were running away with it. Yeah, and it was only getting worse. And fuck, he copped it. He copped it sweet, though, as he does. He's he's a he's a very very good sport, but fuck, it would have been hard for him because geez, they got towed. <laughs> did he did he stay there to the final siren? Absolutely. That's good. Um, a lot didn't. There was I, heard, of those I heard there was Exodus streaming out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one guy got um, escorted out after a blue and he got the treatment from the bay that bay so you've got the away supporters bay which is strategically placed at the end bay on that that yeah. side then you've got the big gap where they can go around under the stadium yeah. and then you've got that bay on the corner yeah um which is obviously facing behind the goal line that's the uh, the, nemesis, so, the nemesis bay for the for the away bay essentially they yeah. fuck they give it to them we fucking go hard against that bay yeah. every time. I remember there were some chicks giving us fucking massive stick uh, that last year's manly game of the Broncos, and that was the one where Wolfman scored like at the fucking absolute yeah, death. Yeah. And they were giving us absolute stick, and then all of a sudden, fucking we scored. Nothing and, to say. And then we ran into these bitches at the Caxton afterwards, and they were very fucking sorry. <laughs> very, very, very sorry. <laughs> As in good sports about it, or did you... Almost. Yeah, they were kind of good sports, but very embarrassed about the way the way the way the way they carried on and the come up and they got because they <laughs> because they the, the results turned around. Yeah, they had a cop it sweet. Yeah. yeah, no, but um, look, impressive from Brisbane. Um, you can see it's that time of year. Teams are starting to stand up and show how badly they want to make the eight, and some teams aren't, which we'll get to. But. Um, the dogs are in free fall at the moment. I don't really know what they have to do to turn it around. Sack has um, I don't know how how long Cassiano's out for, but it certainly didn't look good at the ground. So Yep. Um, Sack Hasler. It's the only way. His fucking time is done. Imagine. Just fucking imagine. Oh mate, make some Sack Hasler shirts. Mup needs to get onto it. <laughs> you know that motherfucking get a coach sacked. Well <laughs> uh, we should talk about Josh Reynolds and his Filthy little grub cunt tactics. I thought that people were going to rush the rush the turf and just like murder him. Yeah, deservedly so. Because there's times where you know Brisbane crowds are fairly quiet during general play. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Broncos make a break or score a try, then they go nuts and then it goes quiet. The fucking vitriol <laughs> that was levelled at Josh Reynolds after kicking Sam Thorday in yeah. the face with both feet. Yeah. Which... It was like Benson Henderson on Frankie Edgar, that shit. Which was fucking stupid at the end of the day. Thorday exaggerated his dive, don't get yeah. me wrong. he socketed it up a lot. He did, but... But it still happened. It, it still... he At the end of the day, he was kicked in the face with two feet. Yeah. No, no two fucking studs up mm-hmm. straight in the face. Yeah. Which is a dog act, as far as I'm concerned. Um... The high tackle that happened every game, you, you know. It was just icing, though, on the cake Absolutely. of, like, everything else The fucking trip, though. That was a sweet inside leg kick. <laughs> it wasn't... It wasn't even, like, a split second where, you like, he's beating me and I'm trying to, you know, get my leg over to try and yeah. attempt to make a tackle. Yeah. He's literally fucking kicked him. Yeah. And that brain... That, that kind of level of conscious brain explosion... Yeah, you know, like degenerate, 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 and then bam, explosion, and then bam, another one, and then like you know the head high was you know 
not as much of a thing, but still, you know, taken into accumulation with How? the other ones. Okay, should have got ten in, minimum ten in the bin for the kick in the face on Thorday, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, if I can go and cool down, they could see that the tensions between yeah. the teams are simmering. Yep. Fucking go and cool your heels. Mm-hmm. Sit down for ten. That didn't happen. Put it on report. Okay. We'll accept that decision. The trip is instant send off every That's fucking day. Yeah. Why it wasn't unacceptable yep. for that to not be for if referees are at that stage where they cannot make that call. I've seen far, far less severe trips gone with, you know. If you can't look at that and say that that is an instant send-off, and if if anyone in rugby league says that act isn't an instant send-off offence, then I don't fucking want to support rugby league. Be fucked if you want to watch players doing that shit. This is the sort of refereeing that Sonny Bill brought with him, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's... Uh, again, the punishment doesn't fit the crime either, and he should be made a, an example of. That shit that he did, uh, you know, taking an accumulation, he really shouldn't play again this year. No, and I thought even, even just for the trip, yep, he should be made an example of and not play again yep. this year. Yep. Which, depending on how far the Bulldogs go, but I... Um, I don't know. I just, I just think you know, every every team and every player is looking for that competitive edge, and sometimes you know, in the biggest of games, mm-hmm. for me, I'm going to go for four weeks. Yep. And it's a big game, and I can fucking kick someone's feet out from under them and stop them from getting past me and scoring a try. I might have a crack. Yep. If yep. I've got a good lawyer that says he's precedent. Yep. And if your precedent's fucking twelve weeks or ten weeks. Mm-hmm. There's probably some hesitation there. If yep. it's four, yeah, we might miss the next four weeks of uh, the first four weeks of next season if we're in a grand final. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just fucking kick his shin as he's running flat out, snap his leg, fucking Anson Silver style. Yeah, exactly. There's there's nothing to say that that couldn't happen. Well, you know, we're back to that subject of Shunter style. Fuck, we, we, you yeah, could, you know, we're back to the subject of people per, per, you know purposely taking players out of the game. Yeah, you know, like the rabbits do. It's just. <laughs> fucking disgrace next Bulldogs free fall though they could finish like 12th that's the, the, way the, going oh, the, that's the they may thing. not win another game this season they're so shit I mean, they, they, are, they do look ordinary it's so funny like, the, team, the team in crisis is fucking you know, they're still going okay and then you've got these other teams that are like minor crises in the, crises in the, scheme, in the scheme of things interesting theory Bulldogs what crisis the Bulldogs even have in the first place exactly just, just losing games that was you know it's like not like they got fucking something crazy going on not that's not that's you know hit public knowledge yet anyway but they're playing like a team that has just absolutely fucking dropped their bundle and I for one couldn't be happier for it I wonder if it's the Ennis departure yeah I don't I mean, the, but what about it they're, they're pissed off he's going or I well, mean what, maybe what's the, the players angle? are maybe I mean he obviously wanted to go I never heard any angst of the well he was they they bought they bought Lisher in there and like, you know they made yeah. it clear that he wasn't the hooker going forward. I think he was pretty much not showing the door, but, you know, next best thing. Exactly. And if that's the perception of the players, then maybe... But that played out a long time ago. Contract finalised. It all happened, you know, a month and a half ago before the tampering thing. Okay. So, you know, that's, that would have... You'd think that, that would win. But they haven't won a game in a month. Yeah, that's true. And they've been ordinary 
for a period before yeah. that. Maybe it is. I mean, I wouldn't think maybe it's they just haven't recovered from the beating the Tigers handed them. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get to that beating in a little while. Freako nine. Josh Reynolds is the worst thing to happen to rugby league since Manly joined in 1947. <laughs> then he's gone hash. Willie's get a favourite, and I've immediately hit favourite on it. He's like, yeah, right. touche. Still won't read it out, but <laughs> you did. Run off, run off. Watching Reynolds' litany of brain explosions was enjoyable to watch, but blatant and deliberate trip deserved a send off. Unky D, aka Guantanamo Luigi, now. Red Cross plans humanitarian mission into Bulldogs Club to save to stop the bloodshed and wanton destruction of chairs. Hash save the chairs. <laughs> and they showed that on the big screen at the Broncos, yeah? When yeah. he's gone in the dressing room and booted. Oh, I didn't see it at the ground, but yeah. I um Yeah, they, they did did show it and the crowd was a bit of did give a bit of a cheer and then by the time we looked up it was gone. I imagine it would have been the uh, similar to in the 2008 grand final when they showed Cameron Smith on the big screen sitting on the sideline looking sad when the game was gone. That was the most. That's the biggest booze I've ever been involved with seeing in the game ever. Um, moving right along, the Newcastle Knights 32 defeated the Melbourne Storm 30. Crowd of just under 15,000. Where were you, Knights fans? For fuck's sake, Knights 32 tries to house and Tyrone Roberts and Chanel. Mata Yatia, I'd love to know what the actual official pronunciation of those guys is. Uh, Dane Gagai, Travis Widell, and the Iwate Parte with the crucial one. Gidley, four from six conversions, defeat the Storm 30, tries to Billy Slater. A fucking quadcopter, what do you call it? Fucking <laughs> to Sisawaka. Quadcopter. Will Chambers and uh, <coughs> Cameron Smith, three from six. Cracking game. Well, well, cracking spectacle as far as the the result goes. At the end of the game, it was it was it was cracking. I mean, before that, there was there was a lot to a lot to hate about this game. It was pretty ordinary, but fuck me, it came alive. For all the building and, and the slow burn that Melbourne have been doing this season and building um, towards the the finals, I don't know that they've been the same side um, this season. But you can just see them. I have witnessed them slowly getting back every week. They take some more steps um, towards being the Melbourne Storm that we expect them to be. But at the moment, clearly they still have the, these sorts of uncharacteristic losses in them. It's this problem yeah. they've got over there with fucking Corabetti. I mean, that guy can run with a fucking ball like you wouldn't and, believe. He can put a ball down like a, the a fucking acrobat. Tiger, and he, you know. The Tigers fans that are still saying, I can't believe we let Cora go. Well, yeah, the thing is, yes, but he's a warm body that you need. You need warm bodies in the positions in at, this, hindsight, at this stage. But long term, yeah. okay, well, he might help us out, might have helped us out for six games this season. Yeah. And and Curtis Rowe, to his credit, is he's, he's three foot tall and he's a fullback. He's fucking mm. not a winger's jockstrap. But, again, he's a warm body. You don't know that that is going to eventuate. Yeah. When Pat Richards has played every game, yeah, you don't know that you know five seconds after Coro walks out the door, Pat's going to do a hammy, yeah. Um, and Coro, fuck me, defensively and under a high ball, very high poor. ball. High ball is like fucking very like Takiri's fucking son. <laughs> He's the son of Takiri. <laughs> so um, he's like Michael Barney's and, fucking and people, long lost brother. People lose sight of that. When they see him, you know they see him scoring to any busting still, tackles like yeah, a boss busting and, tackles. You know, and, uh, we all know he can do that, and that's yeah. fantastic. But if the defence happened, you know, if the defensive or the opposition rather happens to limit that to to one try or zero tries, yeah, 
Maybe even two tries. And then, come out and then he lets in four. Yeah, exactly. How are you going with that? Yeah. I um, I thought that the, the tries that they gave up to lose the game were, were perhaps the most concerning aspect. The of second last try was fucking delicious. The one-on-one strip. Billy Slater Billy going from dummy half. Waddell fucking strips him and dives over Clever. the dicks and the sticks. Just Clever tremendous. Play. Arrogant from Billy Slater to not think that that was going to fucking happen yeah. with time ticking away. Because this is the thing, even when the Knights were behind, they were, up for, they were up for this game at a point. But a one-on-one strip coming off your own line and, and then a simple strip of the numbers to give a try in the corner, well, that's that's not Melbourne. Yeah, but to be to be fair, I mean, that last play, they were throwing the kitchen sink at him and they were going, you know, right to left. You know, eventually... You know, eventually those things can crack. And people will complain about Corabetti's defence uh, on letting in that last try. But at the end of the day, there was a, they were so overlapped there. I mean, that's that's not down to him. He actually, he he kind of tried to man up. And if it hadn't have been uh, Uate going over, it would have been the guy immediately on the inside of him who threw the final pass, whose name escapes me. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm not sure who it was. Other than the kick to win it, Gidley's words... Post match were, were possibly his finest moment. He had some really great things to say about the, the people, you, yeah. you know, the crowd, and they've had some tough times this year. Yeah. We've put in some dud performances in yeah. front of them, and, and this was, you know, yeah. it's good to. That's one to thing. Get it's, it's good. You're good to make that speech after you just you know boss the fucking touchline conversion yeah, over after times so elapsed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that, that game was very fucking close to to winding down at thirty twenty yeah. as well. You know, like yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Right, <laughs> if not for the genius and fucking quick thinking of Travis Woodell, yeah. they wouldn't have. They in you know, the they had to quickly take the goal, and then they had like you know ninety seconds left by the time they got the kickoff. Travis Woodell didn't even have a club at the start of the season, did he? Uh, what did ha- what happened to him? I mean, it was, was a long Cam- time. Was, yeah, so he was a late pickup, was he? I can't yeah, remember. I, I honestly he can't was. remember. So fucking, yeah. he's earned his entire yearly pay packet with that one that. thing. Yeah, I mean, spurred inspir- him on. Inspirational, and and I was when they scored a try, I, I jumped to my feet. I was fucking invested in in the storm losing, and it happened. So I was. Okay, okay. Anytime Nathan Gearless jumps to his feet in the nude whilst watching football, his wife runs upstairs and locks the door. <laughs> She can only assume the worst. <laughs> yeah, so I have to slot in from the touchline. <laughs> just like, just like the, give, give, give from a, under the door. What? Give, give, give a bit of the razzle dazzle. <laughs> Matty Gidley style. What do you just roll it under the door? Jesus Christ, Nathan! It's like fucking laser. He's like rolling. <laughs> but I'm um, just on a reel. I was gonna make I was gonna make a, a joke then like a, a, a Guardians of the Galaxy joke for yeah for, for, Kurt, for, for and the, no for, one else the, would get it. Ah, it's good. Everyone, again, do you remember this? This is a story. The, the listeners don't know this story, but about two weeks ago, I've showed you the trailer for it, one of the later trailers for it. And I've said this is going to be the biggest Marvel movie, possibly of all of them. And, and you've watched, and you've watched, mouth. and you've watched and gone, yeah, fucking whatever. You know, essentially that looks like shit. It's pretty much I what you said. I don't know that I said that. You're sensationalizing now. <laughs> it's pretty much what, the words might have not come out like I that. I might have said, I don't really get it because I don't understand what the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy are. I don't, I'm not a comic book. Person. Well, this, this is the thing. They, I mean, even their comic book appearances uh, are very, very few compared to, like, you know, your, ma- your major franchises. They're very obscure. It was a massive gamble by Marvel. It was the biggest gamble they've taken on their movies so far, I think. And it could have gone, you know, very bad and threatened the way they wanted to expand their universe for future movies and stuff. But it's actually gone gangbusters and it's universally reviewed as the best Marvel movie to come out. 
And I, I saw it on what Monday night. Fucking sensational. But I was going to make a joke out of that. Please don't. I can't, I can't do it because you won't get it. Good. I was going to go like... You know, this is the way, just to explain the way that I get my uh, my penis moving. And go, people who have seen the movie will know what I'm talking about. Michael Rooker. Fucking man. Anyway. <laughs> you got anything else to say on this game? No. <laughs> All underscore is underscore. Matautia and Matonutia in the space of a minute. Ash commentators in I do need an struggling official, with it. I do need an official ruling though. If you know where wherever he's from, if you're from there, give us an official phonetic ruling <laughs> on how to say that, or even do like wherever a bit of a, he's from. If you're from there, yeah, well, let I mean, us know. Well, because I don't want some fucking some cracker ass cracker coming up going, oh yeah, it's fucking you know like like all underscore is underscore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's but he's pointing out the terrible pronunciations of it. And that's isn't fine. he from Bundaberg or something? Pretty sure he's not from there. Maryborough or somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some place where hicks congregate. Yeah. Some, some place <laughs> where dumb people come from. At, at Night Watcher. Is it coincidence that the week Rick Stone trains the team due to Wayne being bedridden, the Knights win? I did not know that that was actually the case. Really? Yeah. Wayne was throwing a leg. Yeah, well, you're something. He's fucking spooning fluffy. Try and get him back. JR underscore buff. I will not sleep for days. <laughs> JR underscore buff. Razzle dazzle clutch kick from Matt Gidley's brother. Hash, I can't spake. It's still t- it's still turning up. The <laughs> can't is, spake. I think I tweeted something like that right after he's kicked that goal. I think I said something like that. Uh, Mr. B75. That's B-E-E-E-E-E. 75. Five E's. Plenty of razzle dazzle tonight. Night. So brave. Just so, so brave. This is a guy that I can't recall that I can't recall that Twitter handle coming in front of me in the past, but uh, nah. there's there's plenty of plenty of references in that one tweet there just to say that, you know this motherfucker listens to the show. Yeah, at I evil, like it. At evil conspiracy, Bellamy pissed off because the ref is actually calling the grub tactics from the storm. Hash long time coming. Hash shut the fuck up, Bellamy. And actually, I would mind discussing that. Ashley Klein, the only referee this week, has been dropped. To be dropped. Right. Referee of this game, Storm fans blowing up Deluxe, saying that he was trying to keep the Knights in the game. Oh, because it's all a conspiracy. You know what? A referee that is not that that takes an interest in preventing the fucking wrestle fucking that the Storm carry on with. I'm actually for that, and I hate Ashley Decline. Like Maybe. you know, you know, I hate that guy. But Ashley Decline. Oh, fuck! I will. Do you know, we got a guy, and uh, working for us, and his name's Klein. Yeah. We just his middle name his middle name his middle initial is D. <laughs> What's his first name, Tigers? No. <laughs> yeah. He's he's from Eastern Europe. His uh, first name is Tigerson. Uh, yeah, no. Tigers Because we started making jokes about decline and stuff like that. I was like, oh, fuck you should get a run on our show. He he makes a mistake and you're just like, like you're, well, in decline, you're in decline, yeah, can't my middle name is like oh, I can't remember what he said, fucking douchebag or David or Dickhead or something. And, uh, yeah, D. D. Klein. <laughs> Fantastic. Here's a, uh, here's a Twitter name. The name on there is, uh, you what? And the Twitter handle is at underscore, oh, sorry, you, at, at you underscore FKN underscore WAT underscore M8. You fucking what, mate? Purple Cheese got whacked by the Canes of the Newcastle players in their retirement homes. <laughs> it's Mitchell 180. No hash ref's fault. Just terrible fucking defending on the edges. I still can't spake. The Mitch's love of a fucking can't spake. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, that that was. They will flog a dead horse, those blokes. Oh, all sixteen thousand of them. North Queensland Cowboys sixty four defeated the West Tigers six up there at thirteen hundred teeth, crowd of uh, under twelve and a half thousand. Cowboys sixty four. Here we go. Lucky we're ahead of the schedule on the show tonight. Tries for everyone, including half the fucking crowd. Hat trick to Matthew Wright. Tarek Sims in fifteen ja- minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the first 15, wasn't it? Tamalolo got a double. Tarek Sims got one. Double the Winterstein. Double the... Double the, the Tauntaun. Michael Morgan got one. Kane Linnick got one. Fuck me, there was a lot of multiples out there. Thurston, 8 from 12 conversions. A shit night from the boot. Only 66%. What are you doing, Johnny? Tiger, 6 points. Tries the Aaron Imagine Woods if you conversion. 12 from 12. 72 to 6. Fuck, give me a break. And the West Tiger, 6 came from tries to Aaron Woods and a conversion to Corey Patterson. Oh, good work, Corey. Explain yourself. Explain these cunts to me. I, I, I can't speak. <laughs> I fucking can't speak either. I, I couldn't even fucking write a suicide note. Look, this was this was a game where, as a playing group, they had an opportunity to come out and put everything to fucking bed. Robbie had his say on the footy show, yep. you know, two nights before. That was it. Okay, close the door on that. It's coming out as a playing group fucking put that bullshit behind us and and play for the coach if that's indeed what we're the, the, what their intention the, is the statement that we're trying to make yep play for the fucking coach have a dig and and I could have handled a close competitive loss where it was quite obvious that they're putting in against the, putting against in the team that had more that troops busting and, their fucking yeah. gut and things didn't work out for them but okay we're on the right track again. yep I could, I could have copped that Yep. And if, if that close competitive loss had meant that we missed the eight, let's be honest, young side, lots of hap, you know, lots of fucking changes to the side over the injuries, etc. over the course of the season, we missed the eight. Games like that, close competitive loss, you go, fucking lots to work work from. Next no, that's, year. that's what the, you, you would go, oh, good effort from the kids, but geez, if we had a scraped in the eight, we'd be the side they wouldn't want to play. That's exactly right, Nathan. As it stands, we've been towered by 58 fucking points by the North Queensland Cowboys, a team which has fucking been so psychologically battered by the West Tigers since 2005, they don't even fucking know that they're Cowboys anymore. You didn't invoke the whole we own the Cowboys thing on the show last week, and that's probably the difference between the sides. No, because it, it, this whole bullshit with the board and, and Mayer and Robbie and all the other stuff with fucking Triple M and Matty Johns and Gordon Tallis, it had me rattled as well. Reading all that fucking bullshit every fucking day, and then you you see Robbie fucking tweeting this or saying that, and the players are saying that, and coaches are coming out and saying that, and the mayor's saying fuck all. How could you spend five years doing this show with me and not have some of the fucking calm under fucking de- under crisis rub off on you? Nah. It's either way that I just fucking just play a straight bat to everything. Come on, you don't get rattled by this shit. Inside. <laughs> I was rattled. I didn't want to say it on the show, but I think they picked. I think people picked up. They were always saying, like, you know, that yeah, it was Glenn crying and stuff like. That. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, they they had that chance to stand up, make a statement, and dispel the media bullshit. Instead, they folded like a house of fucking cards to North Queensland of all teams. Like, you know, over the years, Nathan, we've been towed by South once a season. Yeah, they they get that one where they'd hit the fifty mark, wouldn't they? Yeah, we've been towed by Manly once a fucking season. 
Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, they're usually they you know. The dragons generally if if yeah, dragons a good touch up yeah. once a season. Yep. Fucking cowboys? No. no. Just fucking no. You know why? Because their fans are fuckheads. <laughs> the boardroom infighting is one thing, but it the players have an obligation to, to show up and have a dig and influence results in in a positive way. Um and teams have done that. Mm-hmm. And the Tigers have done that. Certainly under Sheens, um, you know, when we've had the bullshit with, you know, Benji versus Robbie and, and things like that, and the team has fucking pulled together and jagged a win or, or put in a performance. They might have lost a close game, but okay, the ship's been righted and yep. let's try and fucking push on, you know? Yep. Why not now? Is it is it all true? Is it is Potter really I, screwed? I think... Well, I think I think this the performances like this have the ability to to kill not one but two coaches at the same time, one Potter and two their defensive coach, who's meant to be the heir apparent Kidwell. Sixty four points went through. I mean, come on, that doesn't reflect yeah. well on defensive coach. But and, every, and our, all our losses have yep. been fucking big losses. Yep. We've had some fantastic wins. Yep, fantastic wins, and our defense has been a huge part of that. But when we've lost, we've lost fucking horribly. No more horribly than this, but really, really fucking dud losses. And our for and against is, is woeful as a result. And and why? Why is it, okay, well, we've fucking, we've beaten Manly, we've beaten South, we've beaten the Bulldogs, we've had some other good wins, mm. and our defence has been quite good in, in most of those. But we've given up fucking 40 points to the Dragons twice, I think. Um, you know, Manly's towered us, South's towered us. Fuck knows what do Roosters will do. Yeah, we've still got to play the Dogs yeah. again. Yeah, oh, well, you're going to beat them. They're not going to win another game this well, season. We'll fucking see. Well, it's going to be a battle between two sides that aren't going to win another game this season. Something's <laughs> got to give. You know, I think in nil all or a hundred all. One th- one theory I have <laughs> is that. Do you think that this is a sign? This kind of scoreline was a sign by the players that they want to return to the Maggies. Look. If it makes Mark Guy right, then maybe, <laughs> maybe the players don't want to be wrong. Now, <laughs> the other thing is, it's becoming apparent. There's been, you know, you've... you've, you've there, made... there is nothing more Western Suburbs than a 64-6 yeah, rubbing. Yeah, yeah, There yeah. is nothing more it's black true. and white than that. It's true. But the other th- the other thing is that um, it's become apparent over the last couple of seasons, you had your issues like your Benji versus Robbie thing and your Sheens and, and whatnot. And immediately... You'd play straight back to it and say there's nothing to it, but everyone else would say, "Well, fucking Benji's a problem." Benji goes, Sheen's the problem. Sheen's goes, Robbie's the fucking problem and has been the problem the whole well, time. That guy is not a captain's because asshole. Because Benji went when Potter was coach. Yeah, I mean, so I got. Oh yeah, I mean, sorry, I got the order. You know, I wasn't talking in order, but I was talking about these guys, these pieces. You know, with Sheen's a problem. Sheen's gone. No problem, still there. Benji's problem. No, Benji's gone. Problem still there. Robbie Farah is a common denominator through all of this decline. No. He has presided over the Tigers' decline, the board, you could say. The board. The board. The factions of the board, oh, the Bowmane and the Western Suburbs factions of the board you're are... Gonna talk, you're going to talk to me about fucking board factions? No, I, look, I admire Manly's ability to put their performances on the field well away from what's going on behind closed doors. And it's something that the Tigers have never been able to do. But... <laughs> Once and for all, the NRL needs to step in. Um, 
and and get this board situation sorted, the the factions are never going to fucking agree. It essentially, and I don't mean to make light of world events, but essentially you've got Israel and fucking Palestine. And you've got they're never going to fucking agree. Yeah, but you could walk up to Mitchell Moses and say, fucking explain to me what the board's carrying on with that's making you cunts play like a bunch of fucking donkeys. I'm not and saying go, the players are, are absolved from blame. And he'd be like, board, what? What? What, $100 a week they give my mum? You're right, on board. He wouldn't know... He, on board on the field. Yeah. I was against the Cowboys. <laughs> board of watching her fucking streaking past me all, all night. Board of getting dizzy. Um... But I think it's the Farah stuff. The board stuff is an issue, obviously, and it's causing you know friction between you know with the coach and then obviously Mayo's in, involved and like Farah and the coach and like you know things have happened that you know pissed Robbie off and Robbie goes on TV and does his little tell little bullshit. Farah's the on-field one. It's his responsibility to keep them fucking together on the field while they're playing. Potter obviously has the preparation time through the week, but Robbie's got to be the one on the field to take the you know to to. The kids, if the kids are Look, reading the papers and Robbie dropping their bundle, Robbie made fifty tackles. That's yeah. fair effort. If he had made like sixty-five, maybe they would have only scored thirty points. <laughs> <laughs> You're just searching for a way to blame him. Um, I, I don't think, think the blame can be pointed at, at one. You know, there, there's definitely blame to be attributed to fucking Kidwell, Potter, Farah, well, all the players. Um, but I just think the rot starts at the board. It's never been right. These factions. Just they're so, f- and you can see inklings of it. I generally have a fucking unfollow or block uh, policy when it comes to people sprouting fucking extremist magpie or, or Balmain bullshit. Yeah, we've established you've turned your back on your magpie heritage last week. <laughs> I know you're trying to, you're doing a Buzz Rothfield there, Nathan. You're trying to make a story out of something that's not there. I'm doing um, a Bruiser Blakely right here. You are not doing the Bruiser Blakely, and how dare you sully <laughs> my good father's name. I'm just um, being out of disappointment you feeling for you right now as a fucking a, a, tra- a state trader, of course. I mean, on the field, the players showed no respect for the jersey, all their fans who have been sticking by them um, all this fucking time, um, you know, clinging to 2005 and thinking, it's all right, it's okay, we'll make a run. We'll make a run and make the eight. It's all good. Hasn't fucking happened one time. We have not. Like 2010, 2011, we were consistently there or thereabouts and yep. we made the finals. Good times. Yeah. Okay. We've never once had that late season run and made the eight since 2005. You have the late season, you've had the late season run a couple of times and made ninth. Exactly. Yeah. It's not the same. Not kind of the same thing, it's nearly, Nathan. It's nearly the same. Well, no. It's just one less. That's like Mike having a little bit of herpes, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I've got a theory? I've got a, a oh, possible, you got a possible lots th- of theories. You're no, like- a sol- not theories. It's a solution. Fucking Einstein. I've got a possible solution. Hey, you're you're just fucking lamenting and shit. I'm trying to create real solutions here so you get your side winning and get you a fucking smile on your face. That's what I'm trying to do here. I'm not here just going, oh, I board factions and more oh, board factions. I'm dealing what in facts, if, you're dealing in theories. What if they put the side in that Hamburglar jersey? Get the orange off them, put them in a black and white jersey, and maybe the, the like you know, they'll, the the Balmain faction that you know they'll they won't have the sullied orange on them. 
and they'll play like a fucking proper team. What do you think about that? Well, they play like the 1990 Magpies, 1999 Magpies. Oh, just because 64 to six would look like a pretty fucking competitive game. <laughs> oh, I got no answers. For these exactly. Useless guns. Cody Girdlestone. Just what a fucking disgrace, and you know, I just. I find it really fucking hard to, to fucking come up with ways to defend them. And, you know, my wife was, was in the car and as, you know, I'm sure I've mentioned on the show, I'm a huge County Coast fan and I cop a fair bit of flack for that as well. But um, they've got a new album coming out and they're sort of, um, you can do pre-orders and they're trickle-feeding the odd song. You better pre-order, you wouldn't want to miss out. Exactly right. They might sell out. That's right. So... Um, and I agree, Nathan, and, and I'm glad that you share more. From the you. ABC shop or wherever sells them these days. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, you. Um Anyway, before I was rudely interrupted, um, I said, oh, you know, I've got some new Cannon Crows music. We're just going to have a listen. So I had it on the car, and um, I said, it really wouldn't matter what Cannon, such is my love for Cannon Crows, it really wouldn't fucking matter what they brought out. It, really? And it's much like um, Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. He's a huge REM fan. May have told you this story. Massive, obsessive REM fan. Okay. And I heard an interview with him and, and he said, you know, some of REM's albums, you know, after they made it huge, a lot of people criticised and, and they copped a fair bit of flack, you know, when they tried different things or whatever. And he said, to me, I, I didn't fucking care. What that what they bought out? I bought it and I listened to it and I thought it was fantastic. And to be honest, if REM bought out a, a, an album of them just snapping their fingers, just an album of them just clicking away, just doing this, I'd fucking buy it and I'd listen to it and I'd play it over and over again. I'd tell everyone it was the best damn finger snapping I've ever heard in my life. And I was saying such a thing to Nicklin. What, what a fucking idiot he is. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, you're so loyal. You're loyal to to an absolute fault. She goes, you know, 64 to 6. And here you are. Still love the Tigers. <laughs> She's like, 64 to 6. Your fucking team's in decline, Glenn. And, I'm, and meanwhile, we're listening to this Counting Crows. This is... <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they fucking you went know, downhill. I've, started, got, started, I've got more good lungs than the Tigers scored points. <laughs> and this shit and this shit you're playing on the stereo right now, I mean, God. I mean, they were, they were shit when they were getting songs on the Shrek soundtrack, let alone now. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> oh. And that fucking joke... <laughs> No, I won't, I'll, I'll stop. Good. <laughs> Cody Curdlestone. Be able to get an iPad smashed in your fucking face. I was just going to talk, I was just going to talk uh, about that. I know about the Joni Mitchell. Let's come on. Let's move on. That's what you were going to say. Don't. Don't. I know what you're going to say. What was I going to say? 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 That stupid smile with fucking teeth that I want to smash out of your head. Tell me what I was going to say. What was I going to say? I, look, I've tried to see things from your perspective. I cannot get my head that far up my own ass. You don't know what I was going to say. You don't fucking have a clue. That <laughs> 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 big yellow taxi cover is fucking abysmal. That bitch would be re-fucking choking herself in her grave as we speak. Listen to that shot. Cody Kettlestone. <laughs> Lawrence drops the ball as the Tigers fall. Tigers in decline. Make the cow shine. 
Oh, look, it's a free-for-all. Hash Lawrence Limerick. <laughs> That's not a fucking Limerick. Cody. <laughs> I like where you're going with it, but it's just not. Point well made from Glenn. That's not a Limerick. Two, I appreciate you trying to start a thing. Three, it's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> it's like, this way. Can, like, can we not read out six million fucking No, I've only got a couple. Game? Yeah, I tried to keep the tweets down because we had a lot of tweets at the top of the show. Fuck, so. I copped it. I'm getting text messages all over really. my Facebook, fucking tweets on my own account, tweets on this account, fucking... See, if you, if, if you, if oh, you lost really? the... the Tigers lost, fucking, what a surprise. If you lost the game to the Titans, like, 40 to something, I'd probably... Which has te- happened before. I'd probably text you, like, are you okay? But 64-6, nothing needs to be said. Just leave you alone to fucking do, process that shit. <laughs> nothing needs to be said. Uh, where are we? Um, Aussie 11198. The Cowboys are pouring through the middle like it was Kim Kardashian's asshole. <laughs> Hashtags in decline. It's my absolute favourite tweet of the week. Chapo the creator. The captain of the Costa Concordia is a better captain than Farrah is. Hash Farrah out. Hashtags in decline. I, I hate agreeing with you, Chapo. <laughs> Aussie one 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 nine eight. He doesn't tweet a lot, but he's on fire in this game. Robbie might have actually saved his shizzle restaurant if he placed the Tigers' defensive line at the front door. <laughs> Is that because people would run through? It almost makes it like they'd be like magnetic to bring people through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at white pie. Oh, fuck. He said sixty six to six, but I assumed that he was just banking on that goal going over sixty four to six. Good bowling by West to restrict the Cowboys to the score. <laughs> Ash batting in decline. Uh, former legend. <coughs> former underscore legend. Doesn't need us to read out his tweets. Cunt's famous as fuck these days. Hash ref's fault. <laughs> On your game. And finally, at DeLorean Gray. The Cowboys fucked the Tigers so hard it was Cowboy, Reverse Cowgirl, and Robbie Farris spit roast all in one. Hash Tigers in decline. Up in Darwin, Parramatta Eels 18 defeat the Canberra Raiders 10. Crowd of just over 9,500. The Eels 18 points came from a double to Jared Hayne. And they uh, try to uh, Tepai Moaroa. Sandow, three from three conversions. And the Raiders, their 10 came from tries to Bill Tupo and Jared Croker. Jared Croker with one of two conversions. Canberra led 10 0 after like 20 odd minutes. <clears throat> yeah, and they're, and they're doing it. Going pretty, along pretty well. Doing it pretty well, yeah. Um, but they just find new ways to lose. <laughs> they, they actually still had the lead with less than 10 minutes to go. Yeah, yeah. And just still managed to blow it in a massive way. Um, mentioned Jared Hayne. His uh, Dallium hopes earlier when with reference to, to Benny Hunt. But Hayne's just doing it easy now. The bigger the occasion, the better he gets as well. Um, and yep. we've seen that in the past. His, his performances at origin levels... Um, and also, you know, and I, I'm loath to, to make comparisons to 2009, but the, the, the way it keeps going, you can see the media starting to jump on it. And, yep. Um, as I think he feeds off the hype as well. So as yep. the hype keeps I remember in, in 2009 um, when Para played the Tigers, and I brought this scenario up, you know, plenty of times, but the Tigers and, and the Eels were in similar sort of positions on the table and... Um, both striving to make the finals and it looked like whoever won that game were probably going to go on and make yep. the eight. And that was the Jared Hayne, Superman, Superhuman fucking call. And to 
you know, the hype really kept kicking yep. on from there. And he just got fucking better and better every week. Yep. And so I just, I don't think, you know, the amount of media scrutiny and and um, coverage that he that he gets week in and week out is, is going to hamper his, his performances. And it really doesn't matter what anyone else is doing around him as far as his teammates go either. Like, He'll do it himself. He doesn't fucking care. If, if, if people are around him, it's not happening for them, then you he'll, know, just, he'll do it. He'll just do it himself. When, when you can be put into a gap by David fucking Gower and make a try out of it, mm-hmm. by running around a fullback that is in perfect position mm-hmm. to cut you down, yep. and you've got no support players, mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. When like, he's playing like that, he's just got his, he's got a fucking force field around him or something. You it's know? Like, it's literally it's, it's, like seriously. that. Um, yeah, super super impressive. I, I know it was only Canberra, um, and let's let's try and keep that in check. It was an but improved Canberra, though. It was, but still a Canberra that ultimately yeah. finished with a loss. Still is, a Canberra, which still isn't a Canberra. that much improved yeah, from other Canberra. It's still a Canberra side that was coached by Ricky Stewart. Exactly. Okay, uh, Erebus Chaos. The Eels didn't look like scoring in the last 20, then bam, bam. Up 23. Now the Sharks and the Raiders play each other and both get to play the Tigers. The Spoon Race could have a few twists and turns yet. <laughs> Todd H, 1987, who moved up to Cam- uh, moved up to Darwin. Canberra fan. So he actually got to watch his team in the flesh. It was a fucking rare treat for some of them exactly. in Northern Territory. I have no fucking words. And he's tweeted this to the Canberra Raiders. Seriously, what are you guys going to do to turn this shit around? It's almost like he does that exact same tweet every weekend. Well, he's got reason to. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still waiting for a response. Yeah. New Zealand Warriors, 16, defeat the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 12. Mount Smart Stadium, just under 14,000 in attendance. The Warriors uh, tries to the beast, Mona Vatavai, and Lau Mappe with a double. Conversions, one for Townsend, one for Tompkins. And uh, the Sharkies, 12 points came from tries to Arona and Fecky. Gordon, two from two conversions. The Warriors at the moment are matching Parramatta's momentum, uh, which could make for an exciting final series. Both teams, unpredictable, um, have that X-factor player. Uh, obviously, Sean Johnson, uh, Harrell, Vatavai, those sort of guys. Um, for Lenny Mateo, of course, for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he could just, on any given day, I know he's they're few and far between at the moment, but he could just turn in a fucking absolute game for the ages. Yeah any week for the Warriors um, so we, I think we probably need to remember that the Warriors are doing this even with, without Sean Johnson as well and yeah was, when you say doing this in quotes so I mean they you know they, they lost a couple of games in a row there sure but they're still you know they're still fucking a lot more competitive than fucking West yeah. Tigers well yeah yeah, I guess, yeah have been the last saying. few weeks um and the West Tigers have been playing out without their halfback. So you've got to give yeah. them a bit of credit. The Sharks were game and tough um, and, and try their best to get a result here, but the Warriors just edged them for making the percentage plays when it mattered. And and, and the Sharks, um, you know, they got some they got some grit in them, but they just they lack that polish. They lack the, the class to get yeah. those... Those plays when they really need it, and when you've got Robson and you know players like that running around. I'd yeah, the creativity is a little bit yeah non-existent. Exactly. Um, don't get me wrong; they made the right call on Carney, but you know 
he was he was that one guy yeah <laughs> that was that could do it for him so um they they're essentially fucked I, I believe but the warriors uh should they make the eight and it's looking increasingly likely that they will um they they're one of those teams that they that have to be at their absolute best for a month of footy yep. to to really make some noise Which in, they can't in the do. finals um but you know if they happen to if they happen to do it they did it in fucking 2011 yeah they didn't sorry they couldn't make the month <laughs> three weeks they got awful closer three weeks oh yeah it wasn't that close pretty comfortable in here okay mate Manly. let's keep going <laughs> uh, at, up 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 Cronulla at, uh, breaking both bones in your arm and playing on until you do your leg would make me angry too hash so so brave and speaking about the anger can I just say one Andrew Fafita I, I agree but can I just, why, why the fuck did he have to hop off the field Simon Dwyer principle I guess Sharks not got fucking medicabs or stretches or anything. Would you need two stretches for Andrew Fafita? It's a big lad. Don't know. Seriously. No. Budget fucking club. A fucking professional sport mm. where a player who has a broken fucking arm mm-hmm. then hurts his leg. Yep. And he's had some leg injuries this year and missed a fucking lot of football. Yep. Has to hop off the field. Mm-hmm. What a fucking... Cunt circus that is. Yeah. Give ben me Zed. a break. Ben Zed, Warriors hang on and survive a Rocks game. SJ and Coney should assure a top six finish. Gallon expected back for Origin 1 2015. <laughs> Turn up. That is true. When's Connie back? I'm not sure. I traded him out of my super coach this week. I can't carry that fuck for another week. Wow. Lucky sis, I fucking got four tries and I had him in my side. What did he get, about 600? Uh, 130-ish or something. Yeah, pretty good. I think he was a top scorer for the week. There's a couple of big scores, but yeah, he was up there. Penrith Panthers 16 defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons 4 at Wynn Stadium, just over 13,000. The Panthers tries to Sigiaro, Docker, Idris. Uh, two conversions from three attempts to Jamie Soward and Dragons try to Brett Morris. That's it. I know it was the Dragons, but defensively, this had to impress even Penrith's harshest critics. Um, I think they they really held their nerve and held their structure defensively and and, and handled the Dragons pretty well. Even with the great Benji Marshall inside, apparently. Is he still playing? <laughs> I think I think the Dragons asked plenty. Um, I believe they'd still be a far more potent attacking force with Dugan at one. I'm not sure what the fascination with Quinlan is there at fullback, but when you've got a, a representative level fullback that, you know, would start at fullback at most clubs in the competition, yeah, you fucking play him there. Yeah. And if you've got a guy that's a, a reasonable fullback that isn't a representative level fullback that can't play any other position, you put him in fucking reserve grade. Quinlan's fucking hopeless, in my opinion. I do not rate like, him. I don't all. rate Sam Tompkins, but this Quinlan's a whole other level. He's up there, and he's, like, and he's keeping Josh Dugan out of a spot at fullback. He's like the and Dugan's. He, Dugan's performs well, you know, admirably in the centres. Adequately, adequately. That's yep. a good word. He's not but, shit there by any means. No, I don't, I'm not saying he is, but. 
What are you missing out on? He's you know, you have to look at some yeah. of the games he played for the Dragons last season from fullback when he was the sole fucking reason. These are the days prior to Marshall and, and Widop. Yep. When he was the sole reason they were even remotely competitive in games, let alone won some. Yep. And let, you know, now Quinlan is keeping him out of a fucking jersey. Give yep. me a fucking break. Um, Idris's return in solid form might be the X factor for the Panthers. Fuck, <laughs> English is my second language at the moment. I just the tiredness has really fucking kicked in. <laughs> Panthers, what are they? What even is that? Sorry, what even is that? Damn, we might get in fucking Danny to kill his Panthers. Stop it. I don't know I don't know what they are, but they're probably made out of fucking out of black vinyl and sexy ass. <laughs> God Apologies. I meant Panthers. Um the fact that he's got a little bit of a, a an axe to grind and some critics to answer can only work in Panthers' favour as well. Because um, at his best is very fucking hard to handle. And he he poses a lot of problems. Um not only, you know, primarily in attack, but also <coughs> can um can put a shot on in defence as well to yep. to make people think twice. So um definitely a factor there for Penrith as they head towards the finals, which a lot of people thought they might have slipped out of the eight um coming to this late stage of the season, but at the moment they're standing tall. Yep. Soft draw get him in. A fucking soft... You can't have a soft draw for 26 weeks. And so, well, did someone say I had a hard-on for Penrith? I thought... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I you do. do have soft spot for yeah, Penrith. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do have a soft spot for Penrith. You a hard spot for Penrith. Little <laughs> <laughs> fucking... Little chew out with his lipstick out for Penrith. It's not really... It's like a half-broken crayola. I mean, you're... you're <laughs> really? You're, you're, you're halfway through ditching Tigers and fucking becoming a Penny fan, I That's reckon. fucking stupid. Is what that is. I would never put myself in the same basket as that fucking perm. Shut 86. <laughs> the little pennies that could have just about locked in a final spot. Now the push for a top, sport, top four finish against all odds. Hash so brave. So, so brave. Ben Zed. Dragons draw and pass equals shovel it one way too soon every time and blow multiple tries. Quinlan is a fucking disaster at fullback. Oh. Hash, drop him. I agree. Monday Night Football, Sydney Roosters 26 defeated the Gold Coast Titans 18. Allianz, the, the crowd we've mentioned already, 6-3-4-5. Disgraceful. And the Roosters 26 came from tries to Anthony Minicello, James Maloney, McDonald, Tuvasashek, and Jennings also with tries. Maloney, two from five conversions and a penalty goal. Defeating the Titans 18, tries to Anthony Don, Dave Taylor, Greg Bird, Caesar, three from three. I'm not sure it's a most advisable prep for the finals, but the Roosters slipped into only play as good as we need to, mate. Which they've got a tendency to do. One of the commentary so team was like, you know, sorry, one of the commentary team. I can't remember who it was. But they're like, oh, you know, the, the the Titans can really, really, really know how to drag a team down to their level. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was that. The, uh, I thought the the Titans, without being. Without being too harsh on them, they looked like they were trying to send Cardi out a winner, and yep. and they were trying to put in a wholehearted effort, but yep. just some of their execution was fucking. You know, they created enough chances, but yep. you know, a pass is you know forward or a pass is too far out in front, it goes to ground. Um, 
pretty simple drop balls coming out from their own end to, to only increase the pressure on them. Just little things like that. It's spelt a pretty close and competitive loss, but a loss nonetheless. The Chooks forwards worked hard and, and were very physical, and, and the Titans couldn't really match them for 80 minutes, although they did match them for, for various stages of the game. But as a concerted uh, effort over the entire course of the game, I think that's where where it was won in, in the forwards. The Chooks just, with Mower and, and Letters, guys like that, just they just fucking have a way through the middle. Um, and even defensively handling the, the, the Titans' bigger guys just... Don't really know exactly what it is because Moa, I don't know that it would be hugely successful on other teams. There's, there's other players that are built and run like him and are in and out of first grade. But for the Roosters, he's really found a home and it's given him confidence. And um, to their team, it really fucking means a lot. Yep. Um, and, and Letters is, is much the same when he's on the field and not fucking suspended. So, yeah, I think that's where it was won. And. You know, a couple of classy plays at the end of the day from two of us a Sheck and Mini got over in the corner and yeah, that was it was a pretty pretty simple and straightforward game and they never really got out of third gear, but um you know, as far as position on the ladder, those two points will come in very handy. At Manly Brett, Roosters versus Titans, what a crowd, haha, <laughs> hash eight people and a dog. Highway underscore. Titans plus Monday night equals shit game, hash Titanitus, hash east the win, hash take the two. Mup 23, dull game, empty stadium, plenty of errors and missed opportunities. Perfect way to wrap up the era. And the era he means that is the last game. Why did the they Cardi not era. just finish him up during the week? Don't know, don't know. Someone can enlighten us why, but uh, at the end of the day, even if he stayed around there and, you know, Henry became the, the nominal coach that, you know, the, mm. the behind the scenes without actually saying, you know, don't know. Uh, Andy underscore Siegs. Seven people watching supposed contenders at work. Only thing about Titans to be said, still better than Tigers in decline. Previews, and we kick off this time a Thursday night football spectacular. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Brisbane Broncos down there at ANZ. As good as the Broncos were last week, I think Souths are on another level. Um, and I think Souths forwards will be far too big um, and, and a lot more of a, a physical presence than what the Bulldogs proved to be for the for the Broncos last week. Uh, and that is where they'll get over the top of them. And guys like Inglis, Reynolds control it with his kick, kicking game. Um, they need another game like Ben Hunt had, ben Hunt had last week. Um, to get the Broncos home, um, but I, I just think the Bunnings will be too strong. Look, if the Broncos play they did last week, they'll they'll win. I mean, the wheels are going to fall off the Rabbits at some point, and why not this week after they played their grand final? They've probably That's been drunk all week, so they just fucking troll. How dare, how dare you diminish my learned and thoughtful opinions on the game of rugby league? Is just distilling it down to trolling. Everything you say and do. In your fucking miserable cunt of a life, is trolling. <laughs> I'm Glenn Blakely. Broncos one to twelve. Parramatta Eels take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs on Friday night, and uh, this one once again ANZ. Traditionally, this one was like you know it's like a fifty thousand 
Crowder. But uh, I don't think this season we're going to get... Bulldogs fans are going to show up. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get many this time. I hope it is a big crowd, and I hope they are treated to a, a Jarrett Hayne experience. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Um, I, I, I feel that's where we're headed. Uh, he's, he's in that mode, and the Bulldogs, the way they're going, just don't have what it takes to offer the resistance required um, to shut him down. And he's done it against the Bulldogs before when he's been in this frame of mind. And um, It's hard not to make those comparisons, but I just think he's, he's a more complete and a more composed player than what he was in 2009. Um, so he may not have the absolute single-handed impact on game after game after game but uh he will certainly influence results i feel mm-hmm. he's, he's he's in that kind of form and um i'm not going to bet against him at this stage when he's on a roll so i think i think power by 13 plus first time i looked at the odds these ties were pretty much uh neck and neck as far as favoritism is concerned they're both around the dollar 91 bookies obviously bouncing the bulldogs backing the bulldogs to bounce back and yeah bounce back from fucking ages ago that's the thing I mean, you bounce know back like, from yeah obviously they're, yeah, they're thinking mean, it's going to happen eventually i don't think it's going to happen without reynolds and i don't think it's going to happen against hayne the way he's going at the moment mm. so i think paramount bulldogs have been top four for most of the year they're now in danger yeah, remember After Titans, Titans and St. George are top of the ladder the too. Together, so. Yeah, Titans and St. George are top of the ladder at one point too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Canberra Raiders take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons in Canberra. So, this one you've got the whole, you know, the hoodoo, curse, whatever you want to call it. Even when the Dragons were good, they'd go down to Canberra and get fucking touched up. Mm. This time though... The dra- and the Raiders were much more competitive last week than what they have been in recent times. But this year... On the whole, the Raiders have been an absolute disaster of a football side, providing little to no resistance against everyone they came up against. The Dragons, you know, they're not amazing. You know, they're they're competent in some aspects of rugby league. They've had good <laughs> weeks and bad weeks. That sounds like faint praise, but what I'm saying is the Dragons will probably break the hoodoo. Although, I think the line I saw was like Dragons, I think the Dragons had, were, were giving away four points. Oh, wow. So that's not a lot, really. I would have thought, you know, it's something just. You know, I'm going to back the milk. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to back the Raiders to uh, to keep the hoodoo alive and and off the back of Anthony Milford. The Milford factor is that even a thing this year? It has been. He's, there's yeah, been he's, games where they've been fucking horrible, and he still won it. Oh, there's been games where they're fucking horrible, and they, they concede 54 points, but he scores 12 <laughs> or 10 <That'll> <laughs> or something. Yeah, look, um. I can't see it. I think I think the Raiders played their grand final last week to get close to Parramatta. <laughs> <laughs> well, see the, I, believe, the I believe in that hoodoo because there's been a number of times over the last few seasons where I've tried to back against it and it's it, it's bitten me in the ass. So I'm not going to do it again. Look, I got absolutely no confidence in the Dragons being able to play football this week, but surely they're you know they're a safer bet. Melbourne Storm take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharkies down there in Melbourne at Amy. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, no chance for the Sharks in this one. Um, Bounce back big time for the Storm. They got would get absolutely fucking analed at training this week. Yeah, I, I think that... For, for all the Bellamy's bleating about the referees, uh, I still think there was a lot about that Storm performance that um, would have really pissed him off. And with them back home... Um, Bouncing the bounce back factor, as you mentioned, and the fact that the sharks aren't very good at football, um, I think that thirteen plus, yeah, 
great confidence. All day. West Tigers take on Sydney Roosters at Leichhardt Saturday night. Roosters by 28 minimum. This this could be fucking horrible if we come out with the same mindset that we did against the Cowboys. Um, look, it could be fucking anything. If you're going to miss the tackles on, you know, you guys like uh, like Morgan and Co. If then what's fucking two of fair. us a check going? What's two of us a check going to do to you? If when if, he's teleporting, would fucking you say, three minutes at a time. You know, Matthew Wright. Is he, you know, one third the player of Michael Jennings' capabilities? Yeah, it's been a bit generous, probably. To yeah. Jennings? No. To Wright? Right. Yeah. Um, right, eh? Well, if if you're going to be generous, would he would Jennings score fucking nine tries <laughs> <laughs> in fifteen minutes? What about two parts of Sheck? That's what I'm saying. I mean, he can teleport that dude. And you've seen him do yeah. it, you know. And we've seen him when he did, he did it to the Cowboys guys. So if he could do it to the Cowboys guys, it would do it to the Tigers guys. I have I have zero confidence. I will be tipping the Tigers, and I will put money on the Tigers because I do it every week. Because the like the fucking eight bucks will probably you know the eight bucks they're paying would be. Handy. I will be backing them, but I'm so pissed off with them and so disappointed in at the moment that there is absolutely no confidence in me that they will win this game, and that's the first time I've ever uttered those words um, on this show. That's fucking actually really sad too. But you're right, they're getting anal. Newcastle Knights take on the New Zealand Warriors. Hunter Stadium, Sunday afternoon. And, Knights uh, be full of beans. At home, buoyant after their last gasp victory over the storm. Look, Sean Johnson's named to make his return. He is? No Coney. They still haven't found Coney. Hamstrings. Oh, look, I still think Delicate that. Thing. Yeah, I, I don't think the Warriors have got this. You think they have? Yeah, I think they have. Look, you know, could the could the the Knights come back with you know another rousing performance like against the Storm? Yeah, they probably could. But you can't keep rolling it. You know, you can't bank on those things happening. No, definitely you just, not. You, you just you just become you just get shocked and stunned when they do happen. But they're not the outcome that you actually, you know, predict. Yeah. I think the Johnson factor is probably enough for me to tip the Warriors 1-12. to 12. Yeah. Gold Coast Titans take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at Seabus. 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon. You heading down? No. I actually have to miss it this time. I'm fucking gutted. Shit fan. I will be at Laidley uh, for an under-7 rugby league carnival. Shit fan, but awesome dad. Well, because that's the that's the sacrifice that has to be made. Self-proclaimed awesome dad. Never heard your son utter those words. Just saying, <laughs> or daughter for that matter. <laughs> hey, feast. Yeah, you know why? Because you know you don't see you don't see my daughter anymore. I tell you, I tell you a funny story. You, she doesn't realise she shaved the beard off, right? Right. She's, she's got a thing against beards, or maybe she just doesn't like you. I don't know. But two last week, I think it was last week. Yeah, it would have been last week on Tuesday night. She's she's up late after having the bath, and I was in the kitchen uh, getting dinner ready to go on the Tuesday night. And she's come in and she's going, "Yeah, what are you doing, Daddy?" I said, "I'm just cooking dinner." And um, what do you what are you having? And I was like, "You know, salmon and, and all that." And um, and she goes, "Who who else is having it?" Mummy, I said, "Yeah, Mummy's having it." And, yeah, and Uncle Glenn's coming. And who she, the fuck's that? Well, she's gone, and she's gone. All right, turned around, walked walked away. 
found found Simone upstairs and gone, I want to go to bed right now. <laughs> and then the next night, we thought, oh, that's, that's strange. What the deal is there? Pretty fucking sad. Then the next night, <laughs> she was being a bitch and I wanted to go to bed. And Simone's gone, quick, Uncle Glenn will be here soon. And she's gone straight up to bed. <laughs> so... She's going to have to get a look at you without the beard just so she knows it's safe. <laughs> One of the fucking presents I bought her back. <laughs> yeah, so you're not a, so she knows that you know you're not a you're not a uh, a dirty a dirty sex pest with your with your jihad beard. Oh, jeez, that's harsh. <laughs> hey, so, so she's she's not a she's not a fan of my old man either. Beard. She just hates beards. Okay, thanks for that lovely story. <laughs> um, oh, I think the Titans are going to get thumped. Look, I hope Seagulls so. will be pretty pretty annoyed over over that loss last week against South and uh, be looking to get things back on track and, and no place better to do it in front of their own fans at, at a home game, essentially. Yeah, weird, weird the way that the... Uh, yeah, exactly, it will be like a home game. The way that the team's, the team's lined up, it won't appear that way. As far as I know, I think Matai is looking at at least two weeks out from the fucking chicken wing, from a grub cunt, fucking Burgess dickhead. Uh, if he's out, I would assume that, you know, something in the likes of uh, Hiku would probably move to one of the centre positions and then you'd get in someone like Chase Blair or something on the wing, I'd say. But, you know, who knows? Uh, it's good to see Josh Starling named and he was a judiciary tonight and beat two charges. So the, Is that the eye gouger? Yeah, the, tr- the trumped-up bullshit eye gouge and the trumped-up bullshit crusher. Both of which were absolutely fucking nonsense and should never have gone well, before the judiciary. Fucking blatant when you get twelve weeks for that, whatever. Well, you look at the, you look at the Buzz Rossfield's fucking single frame Getty image, didn't you? Sorry. The single frame Getty image from fucking Buzz Rossfield trying to get oh, a dude suspended over anything. some bullshit. I just saw a manly, yeah. manly player. I get a fucking grub. <laughs> Such a crock of shit. But I just saw it on Twitter uh, about twenty minutes ago. I saw him posting that uh, he got off and you know justice was done. Look, you know the Titans. They do have a way of dragging this things down the to their image. level. The NRL and Manly Seagulls do not want you to see. Yeah, and then everyone saw it and it didn't matter anything. So, so go and fucking have a cup of rosacea, you fucking drunk old cunt. Now, wow, I'm fucking in a hateful mood tonight towards people who fucking oppose my views. <laughs> the Titans do have the ability to drag teams down to their level, and traditionally, Manly do play. I mean, they they traditionally they win, but they. There's only this one game that I've been to uh, down against the Titans and that I've thought, wow, we're fucking red hot. We played amazing. I mean, usually it's like this, you know, heart in the mouth stuff because you're just playing like utter shit and just doing enough to get the job done. What I need this weekend is for that not to be the case. <laughs> I want to see them absolutely pump this time, this Titan side. They're absolutely shit house. They deserve to be obliterated and hopefully they will be in front of like fucking eight, you know, probably... 2,000 people, of which 1,900 will be in the uh, away supporters' bay. Good call. Announces 13,000. And Monday night footbitch, the Penrith Panthers take on the Cowboys at Sporting Bet out there in Penrith. So, you know, as we spoke about earlier with the Monday night football, there's no away support there and because uh, Cowboys fans do not travel. <coughs> this one... Oh. The Cowboys, the Cowboys, if they can overcome their their away from home jitter thing, I think they're a better side in better form at the minute. Pennies are carrying Tigers, a lot of. Tigers played the Cowboys into a fair fair whack of form last week. <laughs> um, 
the little pennies are suffering some injuries, and they've you know, and their, their, their soft draws allowed them to to beat shit teams despite that. But that that run's coming to an end now. They got the Cowboys. They're going to have to take on Manly in a couple of weeks, and uh, given the Cowboys' performance last week and their opposition, I think they'll they'll rock up to fucking Sporting Bet Stadium in their cricket whites. But um, I think Penrith. This is this is one of the games that everyone's been banking on Penrith to lose, and you know, given their soft draw apparently, which has lasted twenty fucking odd weeks, which is pretty harsh on them. It's touch and go. I think it'll be a very close game. I'm going to give the edge to Penrith, given Cowboys' poor away record and the fact that um, that Penrith had a good win last week. Cowboys need it more. They're in better form. 13-plus Cowboys. Bash that up your ass, Penrith nerds. And that is full time for episode 167. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Now, iTunes, two new reviews emerged over the last week. Love it. We didn't even berate people and uh, insult their intelligence to get them to go and do it either, so that's great. We had a Nooch363 rugby league show actually about rugby league five stars. Anyone out there looking for a rugby league show slash podcast that covers things actually happening in rugby league and not scared to hold back, this is the one for you. Hilarious and the only podcast I've ever subscribed to. Get on it. Hash 40 Neil. Hash Real Talk. So probably a fucking legendary Manly supporter there. If you I like hash, it. If, you go, if you're throwing a Hash 40 Neil in there, I mean, there's a good chance I'll fucking rate you as a person, to be honest. Twill, five stars. By our... Oh, fucking God. I apologise, Billy, but your last name is almost... Impossible to say. I'm, I'm, I think it's made up. How do you say that? Yeah. Zertzelakis. Fucking, there you go. You're probably close there. Thank you. <laughs> it's you my go, Greek heritage. You go right in the Greek. <laughs> I do, I do <laughs> and love the Greek. And, he's, <laughs> and, he's, and he's, his review is, these guys are hilarious. That's it. I generally condense all my Greek heritage by smashing plates up my ass. <laughs> but Billy, I really appreciate your review. And, uh, we love five-star reviews. And uh, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Tipping, Shane Aaron Elvis, the magician. He uh, <laughs> still magicianed himself one point into the lead going into the business end of the tipping season. He had a good round last week. And uh, we got a bit of a break at the top there. Whitey's wand and come up with a cure for elephant titus. Whitey, he's on uh, he's on 109, one point back. Then it's two points back to third place. David Kingston, a point further back to fourth place with a tie of Desi's Ducks, th- three-card magic trick, CA photo, GT John. Then one point back, 105. We've got Smithy Fire, Tigers 12.0, and Voodoo Rock, the defending champion to this stage, five points behind. And I dare say... No chance. No chance. As you say, we got, he goes on a massive run of eights and he's fucking smashing whoppers and getting the prize. <laughs> Fantasy. the uh, Overall, the Wendells are still on top. Too much tuna falling a little bit back. Mighty Doggies, Sarcastic Pricks, Mischief, Sticky Fingers, Fergo moving up to six. Dingbats, NZ underscore Magpie 54. CJs and Bobbers. Bobbers, I think it's the first time I mentioned that before. Yeah. So uh, Bobbers coming on up. 
And, of course, the shop. We're still clearing out the old Revelation shirts. I did an inventory update on the Tigers on Decl- Tigers in Decline shirts on uh, Twitter the other night after that Tigers game. There were, I think there were eight left scattered across small, medium, and large. And we sold two of those almost immediately. So six Tigers in Decline shirts left in small, medium, or large. All those sizes still exist uh, in varying quantities. So if you want one, time is definitely, definitely running out. And um, that's it. Show will be a little bit late for you all this week. Apologies for the coughing and the wheezing, but we got through it. We did, we did, to bring you the goodness. So uh, that's all we got time for. And it turns out it's quite a long show in the end. And we're finishing early, so fucking can't beat that with the bat. That's all we got time for this week. MC Hammer can't touch that. Fuck, you come up with some shit. So. See you next week. See you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.